This is the Criterion Creeps Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. I'm Jim Allen. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but creep our way to the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're joining the Resistance as we watch Spine 385 in the Criterion Collection. Jean-Pierre Melville's Army of Shadows from 1969. Nice. But first, RJ. Yes. It's a late start. Why is that, Jer? I don't know. You have to tell me about your Asus laptop and well, di- and Discorn. Well, you know, Discorn was intentional. I think uh, I think that's more fitting for the brand that we we're trying to sell. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know about other mediums, but I know about Discorn. Tabor Discorn. Tabor Discorn. Uh, have you ever been to the Corn Fest, Jer? Nope. Would you be interested in going to the Corn Fest? Nope. I don't know if you'd like the corn fest. Probably, probably not. I mean, I mean, it's not like a weird thing, but like, there's yeah. like families there. I know you hate families. Yeah, I hate the fa- I, I hate the family. Family hating Duncan over here. I, I, I object to his concept, RJ. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. No. I'm aware. Jared got a vasectomy at 15. Mm-hmm. Pretty wild. Pretty yeah. wild. Hey, actually, this weekend is when the majority of the vasectomies in North America happen. Oh, is it fresh in your mind? I actually, I uh, this is a this is a a thing. Do you know why it's this weekend? Why is it this weekend? Sports March Madness. Do, so do, uh, do, what? <laughs> sports March Madness. So people Tomorrow, get vasectomies so they can like beach out on the couch. Yeah. Because it's a two to three days off minimum for a vasectomy. So it starts tomorrow. There's going to be games tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, I think. Lots of basketball. Lots of basketball. So it's a uh, built-in. If you want to stay home and watch watch the games, uh, go get a vasectomy, I suppose. I think the Masters is the other time that uh, mm. there's a lot of uh, V-sex. Is, this, this feels like a factoid from Maxim Magazine. No, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's pretty accurate. The Masters and March Madness, uh, the are they're straight booked up for the vasectomies. Straight booked up. You couldn't even get in if you wanted. If you want, if you went tomorrow, you said I want a vasectomy, and they'd say, "Nice try, pal." Nice try. <laughs> and what are you gonna do? Are you gonna Google it? Because then you're gonna get targeted results about vasectomies. Is that what you want? That's posted a picture of a guy want? from an article from ESPN talking about March Madness and vasectomies. See, it's real. True. Yeah. So uh, Jared and I are going for a his hers vasectomy tomorrow. Mm. Um, but the doctor said it'd be pretty quick. He's just gonna bite it off. You know what yeah. I mean? Have a gnaw. Yeah. You just these are some. Off. These are some drawings. These, these photographs. Excuse me. These these photographs. Are you doing I'm image seeing. search? I'm just off the article. Okay. Sports from ESPN. You said. Stein's waiting room is filled with nervous men talking about their brackets. 
but most mm-hmm. exit the exam room surprised by how quick and easy the procedure is. I wouldn't is call it... it quick or easy. Well, it, it just goes... Sounds like... Well, you just bite it off. I mean, I, I, I know dudes who've gotten vasectomy, and they're like, yeah, it hurts. And they're like, yeah, you do want to sit on the couch for like two days because you're... As one guy described it, this isn't me. This isn't a character for the podcast, but as a other individual said, your balls are huge, the size of grapefruits. So they swell up pretty good, is what I've heard. See. Yeah. Nice. So I'm just like telling you, just yeah. so you guys know what's going on out there. There you go. I, I just posted an ad uh, in the sports ball. Sports ball? Yeah. Okay. I don't quite remember what we were talking about. I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, the struggle. The struggle being real, trying to mm-hmm. get this show together for the people. Um, mm-hmm. trying to have, you know, Having a little preamble, preamble, and uh, yep. discovering as we do that, that uh, RJ is unstable on his end. He, yeah. he, it's crumbling apart. His infrastructure just isn't there anymore. I mean... It's 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 accurate. This computer has been pretty good for me. I mean, this this laptop's like seven years old. Wow. Yeah, that's probably that's probably why we're we're getting into the the, yeah. pro- the problems. But Usually, I mean, it, it mostly works. That's a pretty. I mean, that's a pretty good run though for like that's, that type of laptop. Usually, that's that's what I'm about, saying. I'd say it's about three years. Uh, well, normally, no, that's what so. I'm saying. I got this laptop when I was doing my master's still because it has um. It has a big uh, like RAM on it because I w- the stats mm. programs I was using would crash normal computers, yep. so I needed a computer that had like real heavy RAM. So uh, yeah, this computer is like almost seven years old, so it's it's actually lasted me quite a while. Well, I, so it's I'd, not uh, an Asus. It's I, just... I, I, I'd, I'd start budgeting for a new one because I, I think this one might be. Uh, well, I think it might. I'd be surprised if it lasts the year. We'll uh, make it a Patreon goal in, in, in a uh, functional level. Oh, make it a Patreon goal if they if they want me if they want the podcast to con- uh, continue. Maybe a computer shows up on my doorstep yeah. one day. Make I'm not saying you have to do it. Hey, the, the, no one's has anyone sent you uh, that Pizza Hut uh, shirt yet? Mm, not that I am aware of, but oh, you know, shipping does take a while. Yes, I, I mean, I didn't see anyone post uh, an order number or anything. For, yeah, for, for, for us to get hyped about. Not that I'm aware of. But maybe post... maybe they're holding it back because they're not able to email in. I mean, that's possible. There is no emails currently. Currently. So that's, uh, that's a big thing. Uh, I mean, I, I've been doing shopping and other things. Like, uh, I don't know if you saw the product that I posted in the Creeping Stench. If you can guess what this what this thing is supposed to do. The wrist ball? Well, no, that that's actually not what it's called. That's just, that's a caption of what it does, is wrist ball. And then I don't know if you can see these other captions. If you've noticed the the phrasing in these other captions here, um, armed training, unspeakable, with wrist training. Is this for like making sure your hands are strong enough to fire guns? I, I don't know what it's for. I just kind of stumbled upon this. I can't think and... of any. I can't think of. I can't imagine anything else that you would do with your hands. I'm talking about wrists. I I uh I mean I I was looking for something but it popped up and I said how is this related to anything what I was looking at how does this relate to porno and I don't think it does I don't think it does so anyways yeah this computer's a little old but uh, she's holding strong 
Strong and steady, Jarrett. That's what wins the race, they always tell me. Like the tortoise and the hare. Oh, yeah? Is that accurate? You, 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 you've never seen that race? Uh, don't, no, don't I don't remember, know who's don't, tortoise don't, and hare. Are those don't, two dudes Don't you remember don't you when uh, that Ray Harryhausen short uh, depicted it, though? No, nah, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know Ray Harryhausen. I know a May Harryhausen. Oh. But I, I'm unfamiliar with this Ray. Oh, man. And if, if people only knew the, the dankness that you suggested to me uh, a mere, like, 20 minutes ago or so about what to do in May, and I was like, no, absolutely but not. No I, way. I know, you, I know you don't want to, and we won't say what it is. I know you don't want to, but you have to admit, that would probably get more listens than what we normally do. <laughs> Ugh. Which, I mean, that's not why we do it. That's no, exactly. not why. Exactly. Exactly. Uh... You're worried about our numbers, dog? No, 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 <laughs> I'm not. I'm just... I'm just making observations. I think it might be a bye year on uh, on the May, but uh, we'll see. A bye we'll year. Yeah, well, we or you know, just end it forever. Ooh. Big big cat's a little busy right now. Big cat's oh schedule is a little full. Yeah. What well, snows fucking every day now, so True. just gotta get out there and shovel every single day, and then by four o'clock it's melted. But you mm-hmm. still gotta shovel. You still gotta shovel, Jared. Because all it takes gotta is... be a good citizen. All it takes is one guy, one of those old timers, walking around at 6 a.m. to have a slip on your sidewalk. Guess what? Lawsuit. Mm-hmm. You're fucking done. Yeah. You're done forever. So you got to be careful, man. You got to yeah. be careful. This weather is a real fucking pain in the ass, though. It is. Well, now we're on the... I think we might be on the upside now. Have you looked at the 10-day forecast? I have not. Why? Is it? Is it? Is there a reversal of fortune yet again? Are you... I'm looking at uh, well, okay. it's changed a little bit now. Oh, but... see? Well, originally it was supposed to be really warm this week, and then it was yeah. horseshit. But I'm looking. Well, Tuesday, okay. Wednesday, and Thursday. When I looked this morning, Thursday was all. It was supposed to snow Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday next week. Now it's, it's just Tuesday, Wednesday. At least it's not cold. Yeah, I just, I just don't want any of it. I'm real tired of it. But the groundhog fucking died. This is what's happening. We're gonna get uh-huh. snow until fucking August, <sighs> or we'll get snow until July. It'll be forty-five degrees above. We'll have that for <laughs> two months, and then yeah. we'll get snow again. Yeah, <sighs> the worst. The worst. It's the worst, Jarrett. Ooh, it's the worst. Uh, t- today they're calling for wind gusts of eight kilometers per hour. Holy shit! Yeah, batting down the hatches. Am I right, boys? <laughs> eight. <laughs> mm. So, speaking of, I don't want to share too much personal information, yeah. but this weekend, it was about the closest call I've ever had at making an adult, having an adult accident. <laughs> Whoa. And Whoa. Uh, I think there's someone to blame for this. I think it is a local restaurant establishment on the west side. I oh, got some, shit. I got some of this food and I ate it for a day and I was okay. And then I ate it a second day and then the next, and then I was at the grocery store and uh, it was a real race it was a real race to get home. And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not I afraid like to admit, uh, I almost didn't make it. I did. Well, so well you almost, I, did, Now, did you almost have to settle for using the grocery store toilet? It wasn't an option for me because you know how I am. Well, um, I know, but so what's the option here? Is it shit yourself or use a public no, 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 I didn't. I didn't use that kind of language because I want to keep it vague intentionally. I'm not saying what happened. I'm just saying it was a risky situation. Uh, 
I don't even know where the. I mean, there probably is a bathroom there. I don't know where it yeah. is, but uh, I live like. Well, I don't think I'm, one I'm eat, 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 eat some, store. someone doesn't eat some weird food and have to go pee real bad, RJ. It's usually. Well, I, I'd rather not say what it was. I'm just saying well, that I, puke, I had some food puke, over the weekend. You puking? And it was a little tough. Uh, he's puking the park. He's puke out in the parking lot. Rather not say. <laughs> that, so, you know what? <laughs> That's like one thing you can do is just puke all over the snow drifts. Sure, sure, you can do that, and I have, I have. Who hasn't? See? Yeah, see, Who that's hasn't? what I mean. So I, I feel like we've eliminated two out of three options here. So I'd RJ, 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 RJ. Okay, well, I will say, RJ will shit himself. Are you going to name and shame this uh, restaurant? That uh, uh that, that, all I got to say is, um, well, I, this conflicts with my per, per, current employment. But if you were going to get pizza, Jarrett, from the <laughs> west side. <laughs> Yeah. And the reason we did this, it's not that we like this place. It's a local place, too. I don't uh -oh. want to completely out them. But you can, uh, we were. You, you can type it in the chat and I'll see it. I uh, know. We were given a gift card. And, like, so actually, what it was <laughs> because, was. Um, because they food poisoning? Well, so what uh, it was was. Uh, I just typed it in there. Mm -hmm. Um uh my uh my nephew plays on like a little little kids hockey team and the hockey teams always do these raffles for like prizes like to help support the team like all the money goes to like the team and then the prizes are donated by local businesses uh and andrew won it and uh what it was was a ton of gift cards which uh half of them we were like all right it's like we'll use that for sure and then the <laughs> other half of them were like oh we never go to this place it's like but now we got 20 dollars to this place so we have to use it so uh, we, I, I did it to this place, and then, uh, I mean, part of it too is um, we did go uh, out one of those nights uh, for a friend's birthday. We went bowling actually, and uh, I did have some drafts, which I find drafts do hit me a little harder. But it was the combination of the drafts and this food. Is it because the drafts like uh, flow so freely? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. But uh, yeah, that's the place, Jared. So I don't know if you've eaten eaten at this place. <laughs> Uh, or not, I, but... I think I have, yeah, once or twice, yeah. and uh, it was mediocre. Yes, I agree. I'm never going to eat there again. I don't know if it's solely to blame, but uh, I'm going to say that it was. Mm -hmm. And then also, I, I forgot to mention, so I did go bowling on the weekend, and uh, I'm sending a pic, pic Ooh, saw, to the, cre the creeping stench. There was a group of boys beside us, uh, mm -hmm. like 9 and 10 years old. Can you, can you read out the yeah. names of these boys, Jared? So we have... Chez or uh -huh. cheese? I'm not sure. With many Zeds. Is there more than one, or is there just three lads? No. Oh, so if you look up at the top, that that guy was bullying at the time. There's like ten or twelve Zeds. Okay, so there's two cheeses or cheese. There's two of them, and then there's doggo <laughs> and D's nuts. D's nuts seems to be doing pretty good though. Yeah, they got a strike and a couple stars. Yeah. Yeah, so these boys nuts. are like nine years old, and they were in the lane right beside us. And uh, I almost took them out a couple times because these little fucking shits were like watching their friends bowl, but they were in our lane. And like, I was like, you know what, boys? Maybe you got to learn life the hard way. It's like, I'm what? bowling. You... I, I said, <laughs> if you're in my lane, that's your fault. <laughs> it's like a a bowling for Columbine kind of situation. You know, well, take, take these kids out. Well, no, it's like you, you've been bowling, right? Yeah, sure. You know how you have your lane. Yeah. What if someone was standing right in front of you in your lane? 
Oh, I didn't. And they had I, yeah, zero yeah, wait, awareness. Well, you, you got to end. Were. Well, you just got to end them. Yeah. So or, this you know, a, or you bring out your like Pizza Hut, like pretending to be a manager uh, voice. You go, hey, knock knock that horsing around off. But actually, uh, one of the bowling alley uh, attendees did come and talk to him because they were doing that boy thing where there was like three balls in the gutters and they were just smashing the balls together, oh, yeah. like for fun. So this lady came and was like, "Hey, can't be doing this." And she went down and she kicked the balls in, and then she went, like, she went where the pins are, and she went up and she disappeared. She went through, and I've uh, I, we were watching, we're like, where'd she go? We're like, where'd she go? And she was gone. A bowling alley ghost. Yeah, she was gone, which is incredible. Um, these little fuckers too. So we got like a pitcher of beer, uh, like at the bowling alley and these boys like beside us, they're like beer drinking beer. Oh, I'm going to drink my beer. And I was like, you little shit. So you want a little beer? I said, I'll give you a little beer right here. One of these. Oh, RJ is pointing at his biceps and uh, making the gesture that he's going to harm these children. No, uh, that's complete deniability. Or or is this, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, Are you going to bonk them? I believe is the the term. Ah, All I'm saying is people will never know what I was pointing at because this is an audio format. So Uh, they have no idea. Yeah, that makes it better. They don't know what I was pointing at. And uh, well, maybe (laughs) I was. What are you going to do with these children? I was pointing to a list of a, a code of conduct of how to behave in a public setting. So that was, that was what I was pointing at. Okay. Yeah. Just so, just so everybody knows, man, this is, this is the exact kind of like problematic material that only belongs, I think on the criterion groups discord. Uh, what's the discord? Not, not to be confused with the discord. The discord uh, is one of the fastest. No, sorry. The fastest growing social yes. media platform in the world today. And we're there. And you can join us too for as low as $1 VR Patreon.com. You know, mm-hmm. Patreon.com. I don't. Maybe you could describe it for me, please. It's like a repository for um, scum that are like mooching off of people, like, you like know, the public. I, like, and it's like a sort of the coffers are. And it's like, like where a you're Texas. Like, a Texas school, uh, Texas library depository. Yeah, and there's like a and, and, and suppository. Yes, and then there's a man on top of it. Uh huh. Yeah, that's and, what you were talking about, correct? Yeah, I think so. It could okay. be, but like again, this is all sort of like discourse one could find on Discord or Discorn. I prefer that to be very to be very honest with you. I think Discorn is okay. I'm more I mean, appropriate. Well, let's see. The last few things posted: uh, vasectomybadness.com. Yeah. Um, weird g- Gamergate sweaters. Um, Who had a Gamergate sweater? Uh, I'll give you one guess. Okay. Okay. Got it. You, mean, you Got might actually it. actually you might need two. Uh, some Jeffrey Combs uh, memes. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, hospitalized children. We've got uh, uh, Dark Tower. You know, okay. Dark Tower. We have Fedoras. We've got mm-hmm. uh, Oscar News. We've got uh, children's bowling scores. Yeah. And uh, discussion about Asus laptops. Asus. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That's all yeah. good. But you, you never, Very you good. never said though. So, like, what, what would you do if one of those little kids was? directly in your lane what would you do 
as a person. You, Jared Duncan. Oh, I mean, I think I'm pretty scary. Do you, so, do you, do you think so? Yeah, I, th- I think I might scare kids. Okay. I might, I might, I might send them packing. Okay. Uh, so you just have to use, just use adult voice. Like, that, that usually breaks them. Tell me, show me your adult voice. <laughs> well, you're not a child. Oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I wanted them to learn the hard way. There, sometimes no one's looking out for you. You got to look out for yourself. So, <laughs> guess See? what? When you're in the wrong lane, that's where you got to stay in your lane. You know what whoa, I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Stay in your lane. Do you know that's where that saying came from? Well, this is what happens though. It's like because you you don't want things to descend into Eden Lake territory either. Uh, with these kids, it wasn't a problem. Uh, six of them had Minecraft shirts on. Okay. Uh, six out of the ten. So I was like, I can take all of these kids. You see? <laughs> yeah, it's like two or three on each arm as you wail away on them. Again, we're back to RJ talking about beating up children. No, on, I didn't. I on, didn't say. On, I never used re- those words. Uh-huh. Never it, used those words. You take them on. Uh, yeah, but what does that mean? Maybe take them on in Scrabble. I, 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 show I mean, them some word games. I see. You'll challenge them to games of chance and skill. And be like, I ah, will. That's... I will. <laughs> it's like, what are you? Like some sort of a fairy tale creature? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, what's that guy's name? Puck. <laughs> Puck. Puck. Uh, Shakespeare's Puck. <laughs> Not Wolfgang Puck, yeah. but Shakespeare's Puck. I'll be yeah. like that guy. Remember mm-hmm. him? Or Alpha you'll, Flight's Puck. Or, or Alpha Flight's Puck. You you'll remember betwi- him? You'll, you'll betwixt them. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, but not in a weird way. Yeah. Just, uh... Once you wear your leggings games. Over, over, oversized curled shoes and, like, strange purple cap. And people uh, go, whoa, this guy really takes his bowling seriously. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I uh, I do take my bowling seriously, and I'm not great, but I I, I do I do like to try. You know well, yeah, I mean? and you and you have respect for the game. I got respect for the game, baby, and that's the biggest thing. Respect for the game. This is a, this reminds me of that uh, King of the Hill episode where those uh, punk respect kids moving game. while they move in like down the street, and uh, yeah. the, the, the Hank and the, the the boys challenge these teenagers to paintball to, to settle things, and it doesn't go right. great. Yeah, yeah, I I am familiar with that remember that king of the hill episode about home inspections and uh finding mold everywhere remember that one i i do actually that, very that's good. a that's a good episode no i like that one about myths of mold yeah for no other reason other than it's a good episode is why i'm bringing it up mm-hmm. that's good yeah so yeah that's what i did this week what did you do jer i don't it was a blur like i can't believe it's wednesday yeah, I know. Like, well, I don't we're going to take the next three months off, so oh, cool. this is the last one for a long time. Yeah. We didn't discuss this. I'm just making an executive no. decision. Oh, I see. Yeah. But, I mean, I know you're going on that bowling sabbatical. tournament. On that bowling tournament that you got to train for. What's a bowling seriously. sabbatical? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to send me all over to all the bowling, all the bowling legend greats like uh, Nebraska. Is one of the bowling capitals of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, Delaware. Okay. Is another one. Well, I thought and... not to be confused with uh, great bowling uh, athlete Delaware Sanders. No, not that guy. 
No, not him. I'm just going to the clinics, the clinics in Nebraska, okay. Delaware, and uh, Guadalajara has a pretty good clinic. Whoa. So Whoa. Going down Whoa. There for a bit. Whoa. Yeah. You ever been? Never. Well, they, I've, I've never made the bowling. I've never made the pilgrimage. Yeah, great bowling is uh, all I can say. So outstanding. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Big. So I got that going for me. Cool. Yep. Well, and what about you, Jared? Well, I have nothing as exciting as uh, bowling pilgrimages that are going to occupy my time for three months. Um, yeah. I don't know. Painting. Painting giants, painting some giants. Peyton and Peyton and Baiton. Is that what you were about to say? Yeah, sure. Baiting, baiting, baiting yes. giants. No, just painting them, and uh, so that's done. I got an army's worth. They're they're gigantic. I don't have them on hand to show you, but they're they're big lads. They're it's like painting full on action figures, but they're to scale with the other minis. If you can you... believe that, I. Frankly, I can't. Okay. And that's all I can really say about it is that I, I don't know if I can believe it. To be honest. I see, I see. Well, I guess I'll, yeah. have send you, I'll have to send you photographic proof. I mean, you might. I mean, I don't know if it really shows you how, how tall they are, but they're big lads. They're sons of behemoth. And these rasturbators that you're sending me here? Rasturbators. That's a that's an art thing, is it not? Oh, I see him. I see him. Yeah. Okay, we got one dude. His penis is out. It's kind of a strange. Uh, they they should have penises out, but. Well, the one does. I don't know why you included that. <laughs> okay. Uh, I like that you made the, his toenails crusty. Because <laughs> I feel like they would be crusty. Oh, they'd be, yeah, they'd be manky. Very, uh. Yeah. That's a nice yellowy brown I found. Very Where'd good. this guy get those tusks from? I don't In know. holy font? Uh, a stone? Tusk, I think, is what they're maybe called in uh, this I game. Gotta, the yeah, ogre, the, the... From the ogre, ogre Ma tribes. Okay. I, I, I understand. Yeah. I think the guy in the right is the one that is most close to you. Oh, the, the one wearing the like, executioner hood? Yeah. Yeah. That guy is the most closely related to you, yeah. I would say. He's definitely like pale like me. Yeah, among other things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, among you, other things. Do you like do you like how they have nipples on display? Uh, what do they have? Nipples. You can see their nipples. Is is that good? I don't there? know. It's un, it's uh it's it's special, it's unique. Oh okay. Yeah, I mean, I did uh, I didn't mind it. Okay. Good. I guess is what I would say. Very happy. Yeah. Very happy. So that's cool. Uh, so yeah, doing that and uh. I don't know. The the weeks just pass. Uh, uni work will be wrapping up in like I don't know, like a month and a half. And then what? And then and then it's summer of Jarrett all over again. And summer then, of Jarrett. What are you gonna I, do? I don't know. I, I hear there's a, a May coming up, and uh, we may have to watch some movies. Movies that Jarrett's really excited for, as you can tell. Uh, well, not the ones that you suggested, but I'm well... sure there's. I'm sure there's something out there. I mean, we begin this conversation all over again and uh, turn it to the fans who will make terrible suggestions that we won't take. But, uh, you know, it's always good. Usually throughout the year, we get some good ones. You you, you know, I did a little uh, tip of the hat and go, not bad, not bad, never happening. But 
Really? I, I, I don't think Bruno Maytai is in the works, though. I think that one might be too... It might be a little difficult. Bruno Maytai? Yeah, RJ's going to be busy with bowling. So I, I do... Yeah, I got bowling league from now until end of May. So, uh... Oh, shit. Or not quite, like May 20th. That's bad enough. Yeah, so it uh, it will impede on um, things. Things. The, the things. bodies. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. I think my idea is probably the best. It's 11 movies. People can try to figure out what that is. And uh, Jarrett's really excited about it. Yeah. Um, like, clearly, he's uh, over the moon. Pumped. Over the moon. Well, that's good. So, so just a reminder to people that uh, no emails this week, and we will only be doing emails the first Wednesday of the month. So, yep. so what does keep, that mean? Well, I don't know. We'll make an announcement, I guess, like, you know, at the, the appropriate episode and on, on the social medias that very few engage with saying, hey, now's a good time for your emails. And who knows? Maybe email will be dead. It'll be fail mail. And, Whoa. uh, I mean, we got the Discord. That's it's true. So I don't know if we even need the females anymore. The unless a female were to write in, just make sure you specify your preferred gender, and uh, we'll take care of that. Okay. In uh, a few different ways, we'll take sure. care of that. Well, oh, weird. Um, yeah, that's weird. Hey, RJ. That, yeah. Um, what what you what you been creeping on this week? I watched some movies. What? I watched, I watched some movies this week. Did you not see that? No. I watched three movies this week, Jared. No, you didn't. I did? Bullshit. I did? No. Jared's just going to see now, and he's going to go, oh, my God. One of them I won't talk about, because okay. I know you'll watch it eventually. Yeah, that's the only one that probably I want to hear Only one people about. would want to hear about. Yeah, probably. I forgot so to I did, that. I watched The Northman. Oh, man. By, by Bob Eggers. Uh, Bob Bob, Bob Eggers. Uh, I call him Bob Eggers because uh, him and I are pretty close. Bob Bob Eggers. Bob Bob Eggers. Yeah, Bob Eggers. Um, so I checked that out. Um, and that's all I really have to say about that. Okay. How would you? That, how would, I mean, I know you'll watch it. I know, but how would you rank the the Robert Eggers oeuvre at this point? It's been a long time since I've seen The Witch. I remember really liking The Witch. Yeah. And I remember really liking the White House or the the White House, <laughs> White House down. Great, uh, great band, great act. I would say those are both above the Northmen. Yeah, that seems pretty much uh, uh, pretty consistent. But I mean, I did I do like the Northmen. It's got okay. some cool stuff in it, yeah. but it's definitely um, it's not as good as his other two, which is yeah, yep. which is fine. They don't yeah. all have to be uh, slam dunks, you know. That's true. Yeah, uh, it's got some cool Norse stuff in it. Which, uh, I mean, that's what you're there for. It's got farts in it as well. Jared. Okay. You know mm -hmm. about farts? Somewhat. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, I don't know. It's, it's good. There's some good stuff in there. It's not going to blow your dick off. <laughs> okay, good. So, Phew! So, the pressure's off. Yes. Okay, the pressure's off. Yeah. Uh, so, I watched that. And then I watched the, the movies that people really want to hear about. Uh, yes. I watched Rookie of the Year. You know Rookie of the Year, Jarrett? You know what I learned? What? Do you know who directed Rookie of the Year? I do know who directed Rookie of the Year. He uh, also and they're starred old, in, and they're in this. Only, or not starred, but. Their only movie they ever directed. 
Yeah, they were an actor in this film. Can you? Uh, I, I've kind of been on a streak of theirs lately, not just a pants streak, but so. Uh, but so we well, I'm talking about Daniel Stern. Of course, of course. Also, I also want to mention. Do you know who wrote uh, Rookie of the Year? I I failed to look okay. into that. So it's this guy named Sam Harper. Pretty uh-huh. cool. Pretty decent name. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam Harper has also done. Uh, such films as Rio, okay, Cheaper by the Dozen, nice, Cheaper by the Dozen two, nice, Just Married, oh, remember, great. remember, yeah, uh, I do, Ashton uh, Kutcher, and Brittany Murphy, and R.I.P. R.I.P. House Broken, starring yeah. Frank Reynolds, of course, and Brie Larson and oh, Katie Segal, as well as Ice Age, A Mammoth Christmas. Good. Who hasn't been there? That's a half hour short, apparently. Well, yeah, uh, it would have to be. So I have never seen Rookie of the Year. What? You never saw? Did you have no fun in the nineties? I didn't want to, like this movie. Just I didn't care. I didn't like. I didn't like the way this movie looked. I know you don't like sports, but it's a kids movie in the nineties. How did you not want to watch this? I mean, the only thing that like perks me up a little bit is saying, "Ooh, Dan Hedaya," you say. Well, Dan Hedaya, Gary Busey. Dan Hedaya, Oladea. And Daniel Stern as well. He's Larry Fish Fisher. He's well, who isn't Larry Fisher nowadays? That's what I've always been asking. Do you Man. know what the concept of this movie is? Uh, I can read about it. Okay. Twelve year old Henry Wowengartner, whose late father was a minor league baseball player, grew up dreaming of playing baseball despite his physical shortcomings. What does that mean? Uh, he's he's uh, eleven years old. That physical that, shortcoming. I, I think like... they should have said his age, <laughs> his age shortcomings. He's uh, or maybe he's not a... eleven. He's twelve or thirteen. Okay, he's the little yeah. guy. Oh, actually, so uh, wait, uh, yeah, I like he... on the so on the poster I'm looking at, he looks like he's getting belly rubs. Okay, no, so actually, yeah, his physical shortcomings. So like, he does play uh, in the league with the kids his age. He just sucks. He's just not good at playing baseball. So, so he. Oh, wait. So he that, sucks. Those are his physical shortcomings. Is that he sucks at baseball? Uh, not that he's eleven. <laughs> well, that that's what becomes the next. St- I the see, next I, level. See, of this I, movie. I saw I saw something here about a miracle. I'm like, what is he in a wheelchair? Uh, like... well, do do you act? Do you know what this movie is about? After he after Henry's arm is broken while trying to catch a baseball at school. The tendon in that arm heals too tightly, allowing Henry to throw pitches that are as fast as 103 miles per hour. Henry is spotted at nearby Wrigley Field by Larry Fish Fisher, the general manager of the struggling. Also, oh, Danny Day is the, the GM of the Cubs, huh? After Henry throws an opponent's home run ball all the way from the outfield bleachers back to the catcher, and it seems that Henry may be the pitcher that team owner Bob Carson has been praying for. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not a gimmick. It's not a gimmick. The kid's got an arm, and uh, they want him in the bigs, Jared. And and Bob Carson's played by Eddie Bracken from Home Alone Mm -hmm. 2. And And, uh, Baby's Day Out. Uh, well, exactly. And then uh, Gary Busey is the current pitcher who is aging out. He's losing yep. his arm. And then Daniel Stern is the pitching coach, which is pretty cool. 
So yeah, uh, he fall, he trips on a baseball and he falls. And then when he, his arm gets out of the cast, the doctor's like, your tendons have fused to your bone. And his arm's like, <laughs> but what a, you can just, you can throw real fast now, Jared. So uh, he gets picked up by the Cubs and now he is a, a pitcher for the Cubs. And he's like 13. It's incredible premise. Incredible premise. Uh, so he's he's pitching. Uh, a lot of people make fun of him. The guys on the Cubs team don't really want to accept him right away. But then you know what, Jared? Maybe they learn to like each other a little bit. Maybe they learn to take care of him a little bit. And then when other teams give him the gears, they say, hey, that's our boy. You can't talk to our boy like that. That's our boy. That's our boy. Uh, so this is some classic 90s stuff, Jared. Just okay. classic. Uh-huh. You get some great 90s parenting, like the mom who's just like, yeah, go on a tour with the Cubs, whatever. And he's just like, I don't know, in San Francisco and doing stuff and hanging out with the boys. Uh, and the mom's just cool with that. And then uh, Big Dairy, I think, had uh, had money in this. There is a lot of dairy references in this movie. A oh. lot of references to cheese. A lot of references to milk and how it's done the body good. Hey, that that dairy lobby was uh, definitely at its Pretty peak strong. in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's 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 actually a big thing in here. I'm not even kidding. Like, there's tons of talk about cheese, and then there's like a whole scene dedicated to milk where it's like the popular girl in school. She's drinking milk, and one of the kids goes, "Milk's done that body good," and you go, "Okay." <laughs> You go, all right, that's cool, whatever. Um, so uh, he, he hits some bumps and some stumps, and uh, he struggles a little bit. But, uh, you know, maybe Gary Busey is like the dad he never had. And maybe he'll start to take care of him, Jared. Real inspiring film. Pretty inspiring. Uh, <laughs> I feel inspired. Uh, yeah, it's actually, it's good, man. I have nostalgic, uh, like feelings for this movie because i used to rent this movie all the time so i think it's pretty pretty rad but uh i think it still holds up pretty good i think if you had like a kid or you like sports movie you could just throw this fucker on and you'd have a good day what if i don't fall under either of those columns do you just like good dairy based cinema nope not that either Uh, it might not be the movie for you that's okay okay so 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 it goes but i like that movie Okay. Then and then I watched Bulletproof. Do you know about Bulletproof? Yeah, uh, I, I saw. <laughs> Andrew this movie. had never seen it. I saw this movie once in, in like the, the no uh, rented this uh, from Video Cinema, mm-hmm. and uh, I Cinema with an S. No, no, oh, okay. uh, with a C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of it at the time that you rented it? Thought it kind of sucked. <laughs> It's no Happy and, Gilmore, RJ. Oh no, it's no Happy Gilmore. It's no Happy Gilmore. Yeah, this so, I didn't like. The, I didn't really care for this movie very much, and I was in prime Adam Sandler fandom. I know, I know. So Andrea had never seen this. I and, mean, I know, uh, it's, I know it's Ernie Dickerson who's pretty. He's his like other stuff's pretty all right. I like, uh, like you know. What? Let's take a look here. The V word from the Masters of Horror episode he did. That one's not too okay. bad. Uh, surviving the games like okay that's mm-hmm. got um ice tea and Rucker hauer mm-hmm. you know that's, those are all fine i i uh, fuck when did i i don't even remember watching never die alone you must have done it at some point uh april 2016 of what oh. year 
2016. 2016. It wasn't April the 20th to the 16th? April 2016. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, Bulletproof's not great. No. I've never seen I, Juice. I've never seen Juice. Juice is a good show. I like Juice. Yeah. I haven't seen Juice in 15 years, but I remember liking Juice when I had seen it. Okay. Yeah. I like the Tupac movies, like Juice and Poetic Justice. I always did, but I haven't seen them in 15, maybe 20 years. I watched them when I was like 13. Sounds like uh, you're due for a rewatch. Of uh, Juice and Poetic Justice? Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Andrew loves, uh, like, like Poetic Justice and Juice are movies, you know, real underdog stories. She loves movies like that. It's like guy from the street, gal who's not kind of thing, and like, you know coming up and stuff and it's like it's like is she gonna take the bad boy or the other guy who knows so she loves those movies uh she wasn't a big fan of bulletproof uh so her and i both are pretty big into adam sandler uh we we both just find his movies com- comfortable you know what i mean they're, they're comforting a lot of them are uh, a lot of them are very good a lot of them aren't good but they're all still comforting and she had never seen this so i was like man I was like, I used to rent that shit like once a month. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, man, Bulletproof's awesome. And she's like, when's the last time you saw it? And I was like, probably 20 years. <laughs> I was like, let's throw this shit on. Because we also watched White Chicks not too long ago. So I was like, I was like, there's a Wayne's brother in it. Some would say the senior Wayne's brother. Actually, that's not true. This is Damon Wayne's. I think there's one above him. Do you know, how's your Wayne's brothers trivia? Uh, not good. I'm pretty sure there's one above Damon Wayne's, and he's the one who's mostly a director. And then it's Damon. And then it's Marlon. And, uh. Well, the only one that matters to me guy. is Major Pain. So. Well, that's Damon Wayne's. And that movie's pretty great, too. I used to rent that all the time, also. Um, that, was a, that was a Lawrence birthday special, like Encino Man. Another great. Those are both great movies. I, I see no problem with either of that. <laughs> Uh-huh. Both both good shows. You, you know you know what uh, an, another Lawrence birthday special was? The Flintstones. It's uh, another great movie. Man, the Flintstones had incredible toys. Like the McDonald's Flintstones oh, yeah. toys. Guess, were... guess where we went before? They yeah. They were actually like genuinely good toys. Like I ha- held on to those for years because they were just super cool. You're just like, man, these toys are awesome. Like, uh, I really liked the Flintstones McDonald's toys. Those things were wicked cool. Wicked cool. So, the, yeah, those are all good movies, Jared. Everything you just mentioned was good stuff. Uh, to, I, I, don't re- I, don't, I don't remember these, though. Like The Mac- I, the Flintstones McDonald's toys? Well, I see they came with little huts, and there's, like, a little car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't... Are you going to put that in the disc- Discord? I don't know if I had one of these. I might have had the Barney one or something. Oh no! The here I I, I got to pull it up because the Flintstones McDonald's toys were fucking wicked. Uh, I had a couple of them. They were just really cool, like because they were little cars and stuff, and yeah. you could hold on to those forever. Uh, I had three or four of them. I had the one hut that looked like a McDonald's fries, kind of, or it looked like a McDonald's. Um, maybe the bowling alley too. I don't think uh, I ever had. I don't think I ever had these. If I did, that's I don't, too bad I, for you. And I, and I do not remember the the little house. That, that that's I too don't bad remember. for you, my man, because these toys were wicked. I remember these things. Uh, well, when did the Flintstones movie come out? Ninety ninety three. Ninety three. Oh, it's the same year. It's bulletproof. 
No. Same year. Bold, bold oh, Bold Proof's 96. 96. Yeah. Okay, oh, okay, a little earlier. A little earlier. Flintstones came out in 93? That's crazy. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that in theaters, but I wouldn't remember if I was only three years old. Are you confusing with... Uh, Viva Rock uh, Vegas? Yeah. Well, I definitely watched that in theaters as well. Um. Anyways, these toys are super cool, and I... I did have them. Maybe they were my brothers or something, and they were just left around, and then I got them. But they were very cool, Jer. That's not that actually very, very cool. actually makes the most sense that they were my brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably what it was. But my point is, by the time I got them, they were years old already, but they were still cool. But bulletproof didn't have but McDonald's toys at all. It should have. Uh, so in this movie, Damon Waynes is an undercover cop. Adam Sandler's uh, Sandler's a petty thief, and they're trying to set up James Con, who is a criminal why mastermind. They, why would they do that to James Con? Like, so is he playing well, the character from Thief? Well, uh, well, so James Con, it's kind of, it's never really said what he is. He's either a politician or or he owns a lot of car dealerships. I was a little, we were a little unclear on that. They don't actually say, Isn't but he has influence thief? in the community. <laughs> Um, so Adam Sandler works for him and then Damon Wayans is, uh, undercover and then they try to do a bust and, uh, to try to get James Conn it doesn't work, but now James Conn blames Adam Sandler. So Adam Sandler has got to go on the run and in the kind of exit, Damon Wayans is like, nobody heard Adam Sandler, uh, cause he's my friend now. Cause we've bonded. I, I will bring him in. And Adam Sandler's just really hurt that Damon Wayans would betray him. And uh, what happens is an unfortunate accident where Adam Sandler has a gun and then he gets kind of hit in the back by something and then the gun goes off and it shoots Damon Wayans in the head. First 10 minutes, Jared. Huh. But then he survives and then we get a rehab montage for a while. Damon Wayans learns to walk again, oh which is pretty cool. Uh, and he meets, uh, he meets a physiotherapist and they fall in love, which is nice. And then he comes back to work and Adam Sandler's on the run. And then Adam Sandler uh, is willing to cooperate because th- they're trying to kill him. And he's like, I'll cooperate for a reduced sentence. But my one condition is that I want Damon Waynes to be my escort because they have history. And the only reason Adam Sandler wants that, Jared, because he wants to tell him, I didn't mean to shoot you in the head. It was an accident, but I'm still hurt that you lied to me about who you were. And now do, do we get any patented uh, Adam Sandler rage out? like that kind of stuff oh no yeah he does yeah yeah cool he does a yeah there you go (laughs) yeah andrea thought adam sandler was wildly miscast in this movie because at a lot of points he's shooting guns and riding motorcycles um (laughs) but i was like i don't know i was like i think it kind of fits and then later on you get uh you get adam sandler singing and some adam sandler rage outs and then she was kind of like oh there it is and i was like there it is. It's like it just took a while for them to figure out how to use use Adam. Um, so yeah, and then Damon Wayans uh, has Adam Sandler in custody, basically. But then they're both on the run because James Con has got men everywhere. Man, he's got men inside. He's got men outside. He he even has men inside of other men. Holy shit! Yeah, exactly. Movie sounds spicy. Oh, it's spicy, all right. There is actually a lot of gay jokes in this. Oh, wh- and they're real? not. They're they're actually not. They're not incredibly distasteful. Like they're kind of some of them are kind of sweet. Where uh, like they have to share the honeymoon suite, and then there's a guy who keeps walking around, and uh, he keeps seeing them in like 
like positions where it looks like they're doing gay stuff and it's just kind of a joke but it's not like it's not mean do you know what i mean they're not making fun uh-huh. of gay people it's just just it's just like hey these guys are boning that's funny because people are watching these two dudes boning you know do you know about boning <laughs> it sounds real lazy yeah it is uh some of the dialogue in this movie is really really bad the best lines in this movie are the ones that seem like they were probably improv by damon waynes or adam sandler but uh, the scripted lines are not very good and the movie itself uh i rented it a lot when i was like eight years old <laughs> good good uh so that was cool um as an over as a 25 year old movie what, what is in this movie for an eight-year-old though uh it was like it was like risky to watch this movie like they're swearing and stuff in this and there's uh, lots of action like it is an action movie bulletproof what is, what is bulletproof rated is what I want it was rated r for sure because they say fuck every like two or f- two to three minutes and there you were renting this oh yeah oh yeah well my older brother would rent it and i would just oh, watch it oh i see yeah that's how i watched a lot of movies um but uh, yeah, Bulletproof. Hey, well, why didn't you uh, watch the direct video sequel, Bulletproof Two? That came out. Who stars in that three Which years Wayne's ago. Brother? It came out three years ago. Oh, there isn't any. There's no Wayne's brother in it. No, this is uh, starring um, uh, Faison Love, Faison Love, and Kirk Fox. Kirk Fox. Well, who could forget Kirk Fox? He was Sewage Joe on Parks and Rec. I actually really like that guy as an actor. Sewage Sewage Joe is really good. He's in uh, that uh, TV show Reservation Dogs about okay. like the First Nations guys. He's in that show too. He I actually really like that guy. He's super funny. Well, there you so go. Maybe it's worth watching. And they should yeah, you should definitely watch Bulletproof too. Might be a hard sell with Andy because Andy wasn't a huge fan of Bulletproof. Was she any kind of fan? No. I'm gonna say no. No. It was mildly, but here's the good thing about Bulletproof. 80 minutes long. Hey, how do you like that uh, screenshot from Wedding Singer I sent you? Where did you send it to me? On this, on this chat. Uh, let me see here. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, it's like Steve Buscemi's rocking the Brad Dourif. He is rocking the Brad Dourif. Are you going to watch Wedding Singer? No. What about Adam Sandmay? No. <laughs> Oh, no. Adam Mailer. Oh, no. That's terrible. Terrible. Okay, wait. Norman Mailer. How many How many Adam Sandler movies do you think I have seen? We've done this before, but not in I a while. know. Like 25. Okay, Adam Sandler has total 83 credits. Oh. Why don't you guess again? How many Adam Sandler movies do you think four, I've seen? Four, 40. Pretty close. 44. <laughs> Oh, it's more than 40. Oh, God. 44, Oh, maybe. God. Oh, God. 44. So, just... Where I'm am I curious. at? Where do, you, where do you think I'm at? Uh, I'm going to give you a generous 14. Potentially uh, 16. 13. Oh, I wasn't far off. Yeah. That's not bad. That's not bad. I think you... Have you ever seen Zohan? No, I think you should watch Zohan. Cap, this is okay. Apparently, one of those is Mixed Nuts, which apparently he's in. Huh. He's in Mixed Nuts. Yeah, 
Well, Airheads, that's a great in, in, for, in terms of popularity, Mixed Nuts is higher than Bulletproof. So Yeah, Bulletproof is not a... Uh, weird. Okay, Dirty Work. I mean, as Adam yeah. Sandler in Dirty Work? He is. He's uh, he's remember. the devil in the scenes when they eat the brownies and they're oh, hallucinating. That, that's a... That's a He's in there for a hot yes, coffee. Yes, it's un, it's un, it's basically uncredited, but he is yeah. he is in the film. Well, yeah. So uh, some of these also include Coneheads, which is uh, I think he's the date, or is Chris Farley the date in Coneheads? I can't. I, can't I, I don't remember. I don't remember he's in much it for about, a second. I don't yeah. remember much about Coneheads. Well, maybe it's I did for a rewatch. I, I definitely did rent it and watch it a few times because yeah. when you're a kid, you're like, I got nothing else better to do but like watch stuff. What about Airheads? You've seen Airheads, right? Oh yeah, uh, you know yeah. what? I Airheads is seen, good. I've only seen Airheads a couple times. I I watched I rewatched Airheads a couple years ago, and I was actually like, man, this movie holds up. It was Hold good. Uh, Waterboy, I have suffered through once. Oh, that movie is great. Billy great. Madison, I've watched a couple times. Wedding Singer, I think I've only ever watched twice. Big Daddy, saw that in theater. That movie's bad. And, no, uh, I like Big Daddy. I think Big Daddy's pretty good. No, it's... You got to be in the right frame for it. No, it sucks. I like Big Daddy. Happy Gilmore. Good. Myra yeah. Witt stories. RJ. Remember Myra Witt stories? I never watched that one, so that'll be 45 what? for me. Oh, you have to... Yeah, that's like actually a good movie. Yeah, I know. I know. So that'll yeah. be like 45. And then, yeah, Punch Drunk Love, of, of course. And then oh, of course. Uh, and Uncut Gems. Which is also very good. You should watch Hustle, actually. That movie was good. I think you would... Well, actually, you're not a sports dude. Nope. It's not... It's yeah, it's pretty sportsy. It that that was actually a good show too. I liked Hustle and Click. Who hasn't seen Click? Am I right? Mm-hmm. There you go. Click. So there you go. Adam Sandler. Sand me. Hey, so I, I I did what I said last week. I, I was gonna I was gonna watch some of that X Men animated series. Ah, how far did you get into it? Or what I should ask is, are you still watching it? Yeah, I mean, okay. I throw it on. Where I'm yeah. not sure where I left off. Definitely, I've been in season three. Okay. So yeah, yes, Phoenix Saga started. Oh, you're pretty far then. Because well, I'm season, in season three. I slowed down a bit. I'm in like back end of season four. Okay. So I'm, yeah. I'm almost through. Uh, Gene is the Phoenix now. And yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some dicking around with Bob Black Tom and juggernaut <laughs> yeah juggernaut's there for a bit and then he comes back which is cool yeah and gladiator's there and gladiator sucks yeah uh and then deken is there and deken isn't interesting i don't like the shiar stuff that much yeah i don't find it super interesting i like phoenix and i remember watching phoenix saga as a kid and being like oh man this is cool but watching it now it's like eh, it's like this is the least interesting the show has been for me like as a an adult watching X Men nineties, yeah. I mean, I'm not feeling, I'm not paying full attention. Like, I am listening no. as it goes along. Yep. Um, I would so on this viewing of it now, watching mm-hmm. it as an adult, I definitely think that the the voice acting for Gambit definitely makes him the most appealing character. Yeah. To, yeah, so uh, you're uh, you're turning around on Gambit. Well, eh? well, no, well, I'm just saying, watching. No, I'm no. I still have the same stance. I understand why Gambit is considered cool and why he's the incel. Yeah, king. But, no, but he, he's not an incel though because he does get the gals. Well, he, 
that's 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 but he's still their the incels king because they love him so much yeah he's who they want to be they want all women to be available while they wear trench coats and fingerless gloves i have fingerless gloves well you're halfway there yeah i use them for practicality oh so yeah there's like the weirdness of like how beasts just get shelved for the first season yeah, he's in prison for the entire first season. Yeah, I, I don't even think yeah he gets, out, development. He gets out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Barely, well, it's character development. He's making a point. Every like he has opportunities to escape, and he said, "No, that wouldn't be right for the justice system." I, I like the beast. Uh, Senator Kelly just sounds exactly like George Bush Senior. Yeah, I like that as well. No, he's good. Okay. I like Senator Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 okay. I kind of mm-hmm. like how they sometimes go into the fact that oh, this is a pre-established universe, and everybody knows who Juggernaut is except for Jubilee, because they yeah, go and see- Juggernaut, and they're you're like oh fuck. It's like this this world has existed before you've watched it. Sometimes, and other yeah. times they uh, they're like who's that? And, yeah, uh, I I do like how they present that sometimes. Like they have the X Men first class stuff. Like sometimes they. They show like Jean Grey in like the old X Men outfit, and then it's like, and they show Beast before he's all hairy, like just as a dude. And like they mentioned that they're like, yeah, we were part of the first class, basically. Yeah. Which uh, it's it's all pre-established, which is kind of cool. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, so like Wolverine is so ornery. <laughs> oh my god! Well, you you described like... him as moody, and, and that's pretty accurate. Yeah, he's like, ah, leave me alone, Bob. <laughs> it's like, okay, calm calm down, Wo- Logan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, yeah, he is. Uh, he's such a moody bitch. <laughs> you are just. They're like Logan. And he's like, I'm not yeah. enough to hear with this. <laughs> I I like some of the screenshots I shot. Uh, I sent to Discord too. Where he's like, let's blow this puke hole, and he he's always just like, let's get out of this shit factory. And you're just like, oh shit. Yeah. Like Wolverine doesn't want to be anywhere or do anything, which mm. I kind of relate to. I feel like the show kind of uh, slept on Storm though as a character. It they give her re- a couple episodes eventually, but they're yeah. uh, Shadow King episodes. Which well, there's that. Well, there is that one where it's like, oh, this is her, her son, but it's like her godson. Her godson, and, and, and yeah, but it's like always like she's claustrophobic, and yeah. And, and she speaks about the weather. I, uh, <laughs> that's, it, that's it. But I love, I like her uh, white outfit. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, her was, white outfit is really cool. And then uh, I, I, the, the way she speaks to the weather is really funny. It's like, ice storms of Shinira, <laughs> bring your cold. It's like, yeah. do you have to like talk to it that way? Or are you just doing that for dramatic flair? Well, you never a, know. So she gets some spoken lines. That's the only time she can. Have you hit the Omega Red episode yet? Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the, the weird storm like, is good in that the, one. The, the the red fear, yeah, because there's like these times where it's like, oh, she's the like she's like the second in command. Like if, Cy- yes. if Cyclops isn't available, uh, it's it's Storm who runs things. And, and what and, I and, found and, is yeah. basically when the when whoever they're facing is unbeatable, Storm's got to come and freeze them in ice. That's the only way they can beat beat them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Like Omega Red, and then uh, what is a. Uh, Sebastian Shaw or whatever. Oh, I haven't seen Sebastian Shaw yet. Oh, he comes after Phoenix. Well, well, it should be in between. It should be in there though. Hellfire Club. Uh, Original comics during Dark Phoenix. So you have Phoenix Saga now, and then there's a brief 
couple episodes and then you get dark phoenix so right it's pretty it's pretty recent i like how they like just shot like it's an artier leech they just kill uh like lady deathstrike they just like shoot him but it's like it's off camera so you're like is he really dead unknown i i assumed yes yeah that he was really dead. yeah you're kind of like oh damn they just they just dropping people so uh, I really like the Friends of Humanity episodes. Did, oh. which have, was there any standout episodes for you so far where you're just uh, like, oh, that was fun? Yeah, I mean, sometimes when you're like in season two, you go, huh, <laughs> people haven't really, like they've watched X-Men and they, they, don't, they didn't learn any lessons about, huh, maybe I should treat people uh, kindly, like X-Men mm-hmm. say to, but instead I want to be a Friends of Humanity fanatic who wants to eliminate uh, other people there's some people who've never they, they didn't pick up on those cues from the x-men no they but the, you know what they saw man wolverine doesn't take shit from everyone that's just like me yeah but i'm so i'm so suave like gambit suave like gambit gambit i'm tough uh, like wolverine yeah. gambit gambit and i'm i'm smart as professor x i'm so fucking smart i'm probably smarter Pro- yeah well, probably Ac- actually I really liked those episodes. Those ones were cool. I liked uh, I liked when Wolverine goes to like none of it. I thought that episode was really good too, oh. where he he's mixing it up with the Inuit people. Uh, yeah. I, I, I liked that one. I thought it was. I thought that was cool. I thought it was cool. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, the Friends of Humanity I thought were really good. Yeah, and then like you've got Jubilee who gets kidnapped. Just constantly. Oh, and there's like the whole thing about like going to Genosha, and I was having flashbacks as a kid, being like, "Oh, it's the Genosha episodes." But but then you get Cable who shows up randomly doing. Yeah, he's, you're like, he's blowing up Genosha, and you're but, like, "Whoa!" But they but then doing? they kind of change direction about what they were doing with Cable later on. And you're like, yeah. "Huh, that's odd." And then I did love uh, battling time travelers. We're like, Cable "I want to preserve. Bishop? I want to preserve my dark timeline." No, that eliminates my dark timeline. <laughs> Yeah, I I really like that too, and that's like that whole season where it's Days of Future Past and then Friends of Humanity. But yeah, the Caleb Bishop time traveler feud I thought was really cool. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like this is good stuff. Yeah. And then Forge comes, and you're like, nobody cares about Forge. Get out of here, old Forgey. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if he's. A... Well, they never call yeah. it the Legacy Virus either. I don't think in the show they say it's a plague. Plague, it's coming uh, around. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think they name it. It's just like yeah. the plague or whatever. But it also is very like, because uh, it's the phalanx. It's like the techno virus, and that's how it looks. But they don't say that. And then you get weird like references to the comics where you're like, oh, Mojo on the has you know whatever it was Rogue and mm-hmm. whoever it was on the ship, and then like you get the Brood start coming in. You're like, holy shit, yeah. it's the Brood. But they don't actually say, oh, and it's then the it Brood. Go to anything. Yeah. There's some funny little bit of animation where like one of the brood just like lifts up his little claws and hits the uh, airlock. <laughs> I don't remember that. It's just uh, it's very like funny. Vision. Yeah, there's this little bit where like the brood's yeah. like <laughs> it's a switch. And you're like it's just this little bug. But it's like hunting. I-, I like that. I like that. That's cool. Um, the I show, don't know if the, you're at... the animation is pretty crap but it works I fine like it. I, I, I like, like the it. I, I like i love the colors and the designs but yes the animation at times is just like oh yeah i i i do like it for the same reason i like those first couple seasons of uh spider-man 90s but uh we'll see how season five finishes off i am where i am now 
they are starting to not quite animation but they're starting to get different costumes Mm. and uh so it's like i'm like i wonder if the animation is gonna change now because i don't remember that uh but then also they are showing things like they're showing bumpers at the end of episodes where it's like of things to come basically and there was a phalanx thing in there uh man and that was like like that was like 10 or 12 episodes from where i am now and because i saw it and i was like oh is that coming up and then it never came and i was just like oh you know what you know what really still sucked though is yeah magneto and uh eric in the savage lands that goes on for so fucking long season was the whole backdrop of like their subplot and nothing it's like oh yeah uh mr sinister and you go okay and yeah, the, the presentation of Mr. Sinister, not the best. Because I think they're kind of like condense him with the high evolutionary and yeah. like the mut- mutables, basically. And nah, I don't know. That that was still like, man, season two felt like forever with yeah. that padding. And then just like a lot of time travel. And it seemed almost redundant. They're like, they're doing this time travel thing again. It's only been like mm-hmm. three episodes. And I don't know. But That's then you fun. do get I, the nice payoff of the dueling time travelers. Like you yes. Said. And it then does pay off eventually. You also have uh the one-off episodes because you know season one's pretty much one large story i guess yeah and then uh season two you get like one-offs focusing on each of the core x-men characters mm-hmm. but not one for cyclops right no well you you do get him with corsair eventually uh, yeah yes because you get like when his yeah the the alien yeah. abduction episode yeah or but the that's big, more that bit. Uh, so I've seen that, but that's even more of a Corsair episode than it is Cyclops. Like, right. so after Phoenix, you do get some Cyclops stuff because he's kind of moody, um, but you don't get like an origin or like the secret origin in Cyclops very much. You do get almost everyone else. You get Gambits on the Bayou with the Thieves. Oh, uh, I don't know if you've seen that one yet. I have. <laughs> uh, you get that. You get Rogue. Uh, you kind of get a Storm one uh jubilee's done already wolverine you get it season one probably and there, there's even a juggernaut one i don't know if you've seen that one either there is a juggernaut like origin one maybe that's coming up for you after i, uh, I don't think it's come up I, he showed up and i'm looking for chuck i think it's after phoenix because like you've probably you've probably seen in the, the phoenix saga where they juggernaut just gets thrown into the ocean yes yeah, so like a whole season later, which is actually really satisfying, it just picks up there and Juggernaut's in the ocean and he's like, oh, Charles. And he's like walking through and then you get the Juggernaut backstory, which uh, I really liked. Have you ever seen um those old matchups with the 90s X-Men where it's like, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. And it's... Uh, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. I, remember. I was thinking about that. But I, I do like I do like how they pick it up like a season later and it's just Juggernaut in the bottom of the ocean. He's like coming for you charles walking he's just walking he's like i'll get out of the ocean eventually charles i'm coming for you and then they explain why he hates professor x so much mm-hmm. which is uh which is kind of fun i like that backstory yeah yeah decent show good for painting minis i'd say it's perfect yeah it's perfect you should do Rip. spider-man animated next no no, no? what about superman animated Mm, if it was on there, maybe. But but. You'd probably want to watch that one. I got like two seasons of X Files I've uh, left off for now. The, the, yeah, the you went from run. one X to another. I know. Nineties X. Nineties X. Yeah. Now you just need some DMX, and you'll have all of them. Three X's. Shit. 
Shit. Yeah, it's true. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if we're going to talk about Star Trek because we, we lost an hour to technical, uh, issues? The technical issues. So I don't know. Is okay, anyone... it's not going anywhere. Okay, well, next next week we'll do it then and uh, sure. get that free content at that point because no one cares. No, those two guys listening probably won't mind if it's a week yeah. late. Let them catch up. Yep. Yeah, yeah they won't mind. Mm-hmm. Well, excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, that was what, that's what I was creeping upon. Uh, and as far as news goes, why Criterion has announced their new movies that they're putting into the collection, RJ. I saw that. I saw. You and saw. And I did see that two out of four are just re-releases. So that's cool. Uh, that's true. And one's like a big box set. Uh, so there's, cause there's five. Because they talked about one of these prematurely uh like a week ago because it's like another one of these like big director boxes but it's a pasolini 101 God. your your favorite you know why anyone likes him uh yeah it's a, it's a big box set of fellini movies so it's like mm-hmm. woo, woohoo at 101 like years I, I, is it his 101st birthday is that what the 101 means or is it 101 Not like probably. in school it's... Uh, who knows? And then we have uh, Medicine for Melancholy uh, from director Barry Jenkins. Sure. Director Moonlight. Uh, is, is this new? No, it, uh, that's, 2008. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have actually a good movie, The Servant, uh, directed by Joseph Losey. This is a movie that I actually watched uh, randomly because the subject matter sounded good. I don't know, four or five years ago. And mm. I was like, oh shit, this is actually a really good movie. So when I saw that, I kind of went, god damn, this is uh, something, nice. Something, to look Some, to. something that'd be like, oh, that's really good. That means more people will be able to watch this. It's getting a 4K digital restoration, but will not be on 4K because Criterion can't do anything right. Awesome. And the free podcast is what they yeah, offer. That's true. Not yeah. this one. But. Oh. Uh, then we get Rules of the Game re-release. I'm assuming 4K. <laughs> mm. and, and and Time Bandits, which is actually good. Time Bandits is good, but I feel 4K, like, uh... 4K baby, Rules of the yeah, Game, it's... 4K. So just not you, the servant. Uh, 4K, more like. Well, this is the thing. It's like I'd rather Kino put out the the servant in 4K than Criterion put out a Blu-ray. And fake for and charge twice the price, like it's so yeah. fucking stupid. Why don't why don't you call them? Come on, insolvency beat up. Go call them because I feel like they would actually listen to you. Yeah, I say, hey guys, uh, I'm back in your 2009 releases, and I think you're in trouble then, and I think it's uh only declined more. Uh, I'm noticing some real lack of content in here, a lack of ability to produce these things in a way that is uh real and if you take a notice of the 90s x-men if you look at gambit there's mm-hmm. something really important about what he does and how you could take a lesson from this i'm the kind of guy who carries a, a pack of playing cards with me to do magic tricks at the bar to seduce ladies are you familiar with the game are you the book the game the i actually game you, you, bit game bit so i i actually have to break character for a second you know that book the game or like how to pick up chicks or whatever 
Yeah. Uh-huh. I was on a stake I... one time. Oh, and no. uh, <laughs> yeah, there's this guy I've never met before. I don't know oh, who he yeah. was, uh, but he was like, he was like, all right, man, I got to talk to you. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like I, I, like, I had known this guy for like 20 minutes. Uh, and he's like, how many books you read in a year? Don't make up some bullshit like you read 10 books or something. Like, be honest. How many books you read a year? Oh, my God. This, this guy just sounds like my favorite type of human being. I'm sure he is. And, like, I actually uh, – I think last year I actually hit 10 books. So, like – which isn't, like, remarkable. I, I have a buddy who read 100 books last year, which is fucking insane. But um, anyways, I was yeah. like, I don't know, like four or five. And he's like, okay, well, that's not 10. And I was like, yeah, but you said not 10, whatever. <laughs> and he was just like, what you got to do, man, is you got to read the game because that game will change your life. And I was like, I was like, I'm good. I was like, I have a girlfriend. Uh, I'm fine. He's like, doesn't matter. You read the game. <laughs> and I was like, all right, dude. Like, I, didn't, I, I, I chose not to engage this too much. I was like, yeah, all right, dude. Like, I'll, um, I'll look into it. And he's like, no, tell me that you'll read it. And I was oh, like, fuck off. <laughs> I, I I think I I think I bailed pretty quick after that. I was like, yeah, man, all right, I gotta go um, piss my pants in the corner or something. I got out of that conversation real fucking. Fast. I had I had some off pizza. I had to go shit myself. Excuse I said, me. Oh, this local this local eats is uh, giving me some stuff to think about, and then I bailed. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had to break the character there, but uh, the game is something I'll remember forever because of how aggressive this man was that was like, you got to read the game. And I was like, I don't want to. I was like, leave me alone, mister. I don't even know you. So anyways, that's good. No, there we go. Oh, that didn't load up. I don't even know what this file format is now. I feel like, uh, I think, I feel like um, my my digital rights are being... Um... Compromised? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I try to just grab images to share them, and now it's saying nah, nah, more are you and in more. Incognito mode? No. I bet you're in incognito mode. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I bet he's in incognito mode. Uh, no, I just try to grab things, and it just doesn't let me do it, and it makes my life hard. I can't copy and paste text into Gmail emails anymore. Mm-hmm. It turns it into images. I'm not. I'm not liking this. Probably an incognito mode thing. Yeah, eroding. They're my 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 ability to like do things on the internet in simple, basic ways that I was able to do before are being taken away from me. Like, and I'm, I'm talking about a basic level of like, you know, images and text. Why why is it going downhill? Why? Why? You know what I would do? I'd call someone. Take control. Right, Neil Strauss. Take control. Choose your own narrative. Ooh. Well, you got to control it, though. Yeah, you can control it, but you also got to choose it. Take control of your own narrative. Ugh. So anyways, you want to talk about a movie that I know you love? I don't know. Is is there any other news you want to share? Oh, big news. Zack Snyder news. Did you see this today? No, what? I just saw a thing. It was like, Zack Snyder update and he said recent reports say that Zack Snyder has commented that the dark side story will have will become and then here was the quote full circle end quote that was the news what about uh, how Willow 
season one has been can was canceled after one season. I mean, who wanted that? <laughs> Willow. <laughs> yeah. Who wanted that hair? Who who wanted the Willow show? That's anyway? like, I mean, that's the best part. Um, the hair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like. And I know well, a lot of people are really into Will, and they're like, Willow! No. And it's like, are you actually into that, or are you just yeah. saying Well, that? I mean, one one dear listener wrote, expectations fell short. Um, I'd like to also pause it. Will know? Oh? If I was a, if I hack on the internet, that's, that's what I'd go with. Okay. No. Yeah. People, yeah, I, I did not encounter anybody who liked this show. I don't think I've talked to anyone who's even watched it. I had someone ask me once, you watching that Willow show? And I went, no. And they went, yeah, me neither. And I went, okay, good interaction. And then you did a little fist bump. And I mean, it was, I was like, yeah, I was like, that's a, that's a good interaction. No problem. Okay. Hey, yeah. guess what? Yeah. I found out that, uh, because I bought a, a laptop, I, yeah. I get three, Three months of Apple TV. Oh, so you're gonna watch Ted Lasso? I, I guess there's nothing to stop me other than and uh, do I care? Servant? Severance. Severance. Yes. Yeah, there's that. And most importantly, I can close the gap that is uh, currently there. For best best picture winners. You know, I can watch Coda. that Coda because I breathed a sigh of relief when I heard the the news that. Everyone, everywhere, Every, whatever everything, it is. everything, everywhere, all at once. One best picture. Yeah. It means I don't have to watch another movie because I already watched it. Yeah, that's I'm, good. I, I'm good, and I'm like, oh, yeah. nice, nice. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that one, but I still don't give a shit about the Oscars. Yeah. Wow. So. Well, now, now I've got one hole in my record, and now, now I have the means to to fill it. So you only have one hole to fill. Only one hole to fill. Okay. One yeah. hole. And what are you going to do with it? Uh, fill it <laughs> with, co- with Coda. What do you think? It's funny. Hey, have you ever se- have you heard anyone say the word Coda in the last year? Nope. Nobody cares. Nobody Oscars gonna, is such. You're going to start being Ben Shapiro here. Yeah. Well, no, I not that. It's just I I think the Oscars are just a bit dumb to begin. Well, yeah, they I mean, they are. Yeah. They oh, really deserved it. And it's oh, like, what do you mean? Oh, oh, always was, says the astronaut. Yeah. Always was. And then I said, farts. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Yeah, that movie won a lot of awards. And I know your your buddy from Airheads and uh, Encino Man won an award. And that's cool. <laughs> I will say there's that one thing I, sh- I posted on the Discord of a... Uh... It's like the whatever whale. it was, like the whale. Yeah. <laughs> this is only one, it's like frame. And I'd go, That's yeah. the only one you <laughs> ever still... see. Yeah. I think I saw a clip of the movie for a second the other day and like another angle with like mm-hmm. an apparatus up the nose on the character. And I went, whoa, like spoilers. Well, you call, heard, you I, call John Hollywood and you I, tell him to stop bringing movies. I, I heard it's, I heard it's good. That well, whale. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's fine. I'll uh, watch it whenever it's available. Well, I mean, I think you, I mean you could pay to watch no, it. No, that's not what I mean. That's not oh. what I mean. I already pay for a streaming service. Whenever it's available on a streaming service is when mm-hmm. I will watch it. Right. I could have paid for it many times. I, I choose not to. Mm-hmm. 
You want to pay no money. Yes, preferably. Right. Excellent. Well, I guess. Well, that's there, there, that's that. Um, we got a movie to talk. Ah, uh, yeah. That would be a good one. Yep. Um. So after the break, going to ask uh, for a cigarette. <laughs> That's not what I really want. No. Dab a Nazi in the throat. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Army of Shadows from 1969, directed by Jean-Pierre Melville. The tagline for this film, RJ. 
It's almost like the tagline of this podcast. Betrayal. Loyalty. Collaboration. Resistance. It's not the tagline of this podcast. Okay. Tagline of this podcast is if it's shit, it's shit. Or sometimes a shit. If it's is... if it's brown, drink it down. If it's black, send it's it black, back. Send it back. I mean that also qualifies. No. Synopsis for this film. Betrayed by an informant, Philippe Gebrier finds himself trapped in a torturous Nazi prison camp. Though Ger- uh, we'll call him Gerber, <laughs> the Gerber baby. Although Gerber uh, escapes to rejoin the resistance in Occupied Marseille, France, and exacts his revenge on the informant, he must continue a quiet, seemingly endless battle against the Nazis in an atmosphere of tension, paranoia, and distrust. If I had a nickel, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, what? what? What are you talking about? Um... If you if you if you can't figure it out, I don't think you're. If you don't know already, you're not gonna get it. So I see. I don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to. Embarrass I you. see. I see. Hey, yeah. uh, JP Melville is back, back in the habit. When was the last time we saw old Melville? I, I, Remind I, the folks. I, at I home. believe it would have been the Samurai, the King of the Fedora, and that wow. was that was uh, August thirty first, twenty twenty one. Pretty good rip. Right around there. Pretty good rip. How many fedoras have you bought since that recording? None. Oh, I guess. I mean, you probably don't have any more room on the rack. Your what's your rack? Well, Fit a hundred. Well, once you have a certain number of colors, uh, the, the band I'm assuming is very important. Yeah. yeah. Some have feathers. Yeah. So this. Some have shells. Well, the thing with this movie, this army of shadows, is there's bowlers bowler caps and there's mention of why it's important it, there's an actual plot point to the hat yeah yeah and the bowler specifically <laughs> the bowler uh i can't give it away yeah but... yeah you shouldn't mm-hmm. check this out but uh army of shadows is a movie that i've seen before once it's been oh yeah it's been a very long time since i've seen it at least uh i guess probably when it came out on dvd which was like a big deal mm-hmm. because uh, as we'll talk about it a little bit, Army of Shadows was not really seen outside of its original release. Um, it, oh, no? it, it got buried by audiences and critics in France, and the, the tastemakers of France watched Army of Shadows, and they went, uh, le, le shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and... Uh, American, you know, distributors, they saw, oh, don't watch this movie. It's all about De Gaulle, how much they love him. This is, this is, this is garbage cinema. This is, this is like a throwback. This is very conservative. Don't watch it. And American, yeah, distributors went, okay, we won't. And so the movie got like completely underseen until like, I guess the 90s when, uh, you know, good old Cairo Cinema, they did a retrospective of uh, Melville's work. And and then and they and they went oh hey this uh, army of shadows is uh, pretty good it's like, dude, and that's what they sound that's what they sound like in France a couple of, sure. couple of couple of chuckleheads and oh maybe after this we get a sandwich yeah we get a couple of soda pops a big yeah. bag of chips watch mm-hmm. uh, watch a little uh, la armée du ombre 
know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, um, among others, yeah. Of course. So, anyway. Uh, so, this movie got some attention. It got restored. got distributed, I think, 2006. Uh, and mm-hmm. so, American, the, the Americans, uh, the film circles there, got to finally see this movie because they didn't even know about it. And they're all like, holy crap. What? And then, you know, words like masterpiece get bandied about because that's what happens when things come along. Who said masterpiece? Uh, lots of people. Lots of people. Okay. You look, look at that Wikipedia. Masterpiece. Masterpiece. What about masterpiece? Something. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yep. I don't think it says it. In, I don't think it says it anywhere. RJ, let me tell you. I'm sure. I'm sure it's been mentioned more than I'm once. I'm sure because that's one of those things where it's every like somehow someone has multiple masterpieces, and you go, "What? Shouldn't there only be one?" Uh, what would yours be <laughs> if you had to pick one masterpiece? Oh, I mean, it clearly it would be the uh, the Criterion Creeps podcast. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's a like what that. a. What a triumph. Triumph a feat of strength? Yeah. Some have said. Some have said. Some have said. Uh what what do you know about this movie, RJ, going in? Uh you, can you hear me alright? Barely, because you're you're somewhere not by the <laughs> micro Whoa! Some somewhere not by the uh microphone. Here we go. What what are we doing over here? What are we doing? What is this? My what is this? I was, what... I was trying to hold on, hold on, hold on. Right here. Right here. Yeah. Oh my god. I was doing something really important. (laughs) My cat was trying to get under the blanket. Okay. So I was trying to hold it open for my cat so that she could get under the blanket. And then I didn't think you would throw it to me so far. Or so soon. I don't know. What were we talking about, Jared? I was asking you, RJ. Were you familiar? Are you familiar with Army of Shadows before this week? No, I've never heard of this before. Never ever. No, no. I mean, I know of Melville because of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it was probably mentioned to me at one point, but I definitely didn't remember it going into this. Okay. So I just uh, no recollection. Nope. Not. I mean, I'm like I said. I'm sure it was announced, or I'm not announced. I'm sure it was spoken to me at one point, but I don't fucking remember. Mm -hmm. Okay. So all all I knew. Was it was French? Yep. And it was two hours and twenty five minutes long. Correct. That's all I knew of of this film. That's correct. So I went from there. Yep. Yep. That about uh, sums it up. So I mean, when it came out, Roger Ebert he slapped it into his great movies list immediately. He just watched it and went, "I'm sure he great did. movies." Boom. Got to check this out, mm-hmm. folks. This is this is the real deal. Um, and you know, Roger Deakins has said this is one of his favorite films. The the Deeks. Uh, the Deekster. No, I saw the Deekster said that the Batman had the best cinematography last year, and I went, "Hey, that's the Deekster <laughs> for you, baby." You seen that head of hair? Don't on the Deekster. Yeah, don't fuck with that. Oh no 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 no! You can't fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Nor would you want to, as many have said. Yep. <clears throat> um, so about this movie, it opens mm-hmm. up with the uh, what was it, the triumphant arches of Paris, gigantic. Sure. You see them in all of the Godard films. It seems they're uh, uh, 
a monument, you know, in Paris. They, they show up. You don't even think about them. Well, this movie opens up. It's long shot away from the Triumph d'Arc. And you see uh, like a parade of soldiers marching along. And then they kind of cut across and they start walking right down the middle of the frame. And as you get closer, you might recognize those helmets. Because <laughs> you go, wait a minute. That's not the French Legion. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, Who was it? it's the Germans. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Is he Germans? No. The, was it oh. Germans? It's it's World War II all over again. Not those guys. No. You're like, oh my god. It's it's, it's this bold statement of how the, where this movie's set. Uh, mm-hmm. Saying, hey, you're going to be watching a war picture in France. How, how do you like them apples? I have heard that those are good. Yep. Those films, can't say I've never seen one myself. No, so no, can't really say. So uh, the movie gets rolling. Uh, we have mm-hmm. we have a man who is in the custody of the French police. Uh, mm-hmm. This man named Philippe uh, Gerbier, and uh, he's done something. It's all left very vague. Um, what mm-hmm. this is. But he's being taken somewhere. He's being taken out to the countryside. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a stop being made. And he just seems like such a mild-mannered fellow. Uh, keeps himself very polite. The police are also like, hey, you know what? This, this place you're going, it's not so bad. It's, uh, it's where they keep the German prisoners. So <laughs> you know you got a pretty good. And it's like, ah, mm-hmm. good. Excellent. Love it. Hey, listen, pal, you should be grateful about this spot we're taking. Yeah, you. it's a nice One of the internment camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. The, I don't know how, if I mean, the words French resistance don't really get brought up in this movie, um, if I recollect correctly. Um, but you're kind of, you're going to probably have to do a, read a synopsis about what the movie's about, probably, just because this movie doesn't really help you out too much. Throws you into the deep end, and uh, mm-hmm. there's times even in the in the movie where you kind of go, "What's happening again?" And then you just kind of go, eh, "It'll, I'll figure it out eventually." And you do. It, it'll sort itself. It'll out. sort itself out. So uh, he's being, you know, um, I guess brought into this his his new life here at this uh, this prison camp, uh, and his cr- alleged crimes uh, are being read down. And there's this like voiceover narration that like kind of bounces between characters throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. Talk about carrots and sticks, RJ. Do you like carrot sticks? What about them? I mean, are they? Do you like them as a snack? Um, yeah, I don't mind carrots. I'll eat them on their own. Yep. Do you put ranch on yours? No. Do you dunk them? No. Yeah, carrots are sweet enough. As they, they are, plenty of flavor in a carrot. You don't need that sweet ranch. No. You know about sweet ranch? I know about ranch. Mm. So, mm. Uh, this movie is just, it's got this low-key, beautiful cinematography. Um, sure. I think in the version that we watched, the, the quality wasn't up to snuff that uh, I've seen previously. But Well, uh, Criterion doesn't do 4K. No, they don't. Uh, so, I think that's what and, you're referring and, to. And, right? and, I mean, it's not even on the channel. It's uh, uh, very, very yeah, frustrating. Also. I mean, you can watch this on archive.org with uh, yeah. like French subtitles. It's great. Well, that's how we watched it because we're French Canadian. So. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're very fl- fluent. Oh. 
we so uh there's just these like the way that it's framed it's very lord of the ground saying it's lord of the ground is misleading but it's shot wide and low and you just like you don't get to see the sky these scenes don't really they don't breathe so there's always this sense of uh like when you're even out in the open but in the yard in the prison you feel like the the ceilings come down on you even though you're out in the open real subtle he does this kind of tour of the grounds talking about the various groups that find themselves um in this camp and you think to yourself man is this movie like it's gonna be like one big prison movie and and you'd be and you'd be wrong because it's no this is just the opening and you're just like oh this guy is like giving the lowdown of all these figures of you know uh, people have uh, befallen uh the, the the nazis coming into france and occupying it Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this one good line uh, as he goes this little walkthrough where he's like, "Oh, and then there's like the black market people. They have a they have a different vibe to them." And you go because they're actual criminals and they they feel like they belong here rather than just like normal people who are being locked up. I, I think that that's what I got out of that little toss away line. But there it was. So uh, he gets shown to his. So he's got his uh, bunk mates. Uh, one's a mm-hmm. there's a dying uh, I think Catholic priest. Uh, and we also have a, a, a young communist um, who's there. How's that from an old communist? What's that? How's that from an? How's that different? How's that from different? An old well, I mean, communist? one's young, one's old. No. But it's a young. Which one would you like? This to one's be? a young man. I, I guess I uh, go on the young side, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So. Okay. Uh, but so the, the the young the young man though he had designs on escape and he was going to escape with the priest but the priest didn't make it. Uh, so he, he he has this feeling that he can propose this to uh, Philip, and uh, Philip's like, sure, sure, we could do that. And so they start mm-hmm. plotting an escape and uh, the difficulties with it. But before they can execute this plan, uh, in the middle of the night, he gets picked up and uh, from by like you know guards, uh, and he gets handed off uh, to the what we, we conclude would be the Gestapo. The Gestapo want to talk to Javier. Uh, the so they bring him to the, the back into the, to, to the city. They bring him to this posh, uh, like hotel, I guess. Mm-hmm. And he gets brought it uh, through. Uh, he's seated kind of uh, in this little side area, being watched by a, uh, a German soldier with another man. And there's this feeling of like, oh, something, something bad's happening here, and. Mm-hmm. He uh, Jabert, uh, Jabert turns to the other man and he's just like, "I'm going to distract him, and then we're going to make it for the door." <laughs> he just says it like, "Oh," and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> that seems potentially dangerous. These people have guns." But, well, Jared, you gotta risk it to get the biscuit. You know what I mean? Or the the cigarette biscuit. So, oh, so, uh, this. So this whole movie, uh, there's these sequences that pop up in this uh, that are just like so well done in building tension in a way that I describe as effortless. Because mm-hmm. I have to say that when I first watched this movie, I I I thought the world of it. I like I really really like this movie a lot, and I was really yeah. dreading watching it again because I'm like, oh fuck. I, I've had this happen now on this fucking podcast, watching these criterions again and being like, oh boy, two hours, two hours, two hours and a half of 
you know, slow French French resistance business. And I'm like, I, I barely mm-hmm. can stand watching movies anymore. Oh, this is going to be bad. I'm going to be like, oh, man, I really turned around on this movie. But I can say I have not because, man, this movie is like, I don't know. I don't know why it works for me so well, but mm-hmm. tucks you in. So, JBR goes and asks for a cigarette, and <laughs> then he just grabs the soldier's knife and stabs him in the throat. And you'll go, whoa, <laughs> he now. And it's like super bait. Like, it's not grotesquely violent. There's no explosion of blood. It's just kind of like. No, but it's sharp. Yeah. And direct. And it drops the guy, and these two just haul ass, and they start running. Um, and so we're, we're following Jerbear because the other guy r- runs away, and he pretty well acts as almost like a distraction, and Jerbear wins out on this exchange because you hear guns being fired, but in the other direction. Jerbear's just running down the street, tearing ass. But it's like middle of the night in, like, icy France. Um, and he's just, like, running, 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 running. He's like, where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go? There's nowhere to duck off to. And then he sees a light on in his business. He walks in. It's a barber shop. Mm. And he's like, I want to shave. <laughs> um, which he receives. And there's this tension of like, well, what the fuck's going to happen now? Like, is someone going to come through that door? Are they going to find him? Is this barber going to give him up? Like, all these things are going through your mind. And you're just like, you're in it at this point. Because you're just like, fuck. Like, th- this is terrifying. And, you know, you know that this is real that people did do this stuff. And the way this movie is handled is depicting reality pretty accurately. It seems pretty grim. doesn't seem like there's Mm -hmm. going to be a lot of like, Oh yeah, this is all going to work out great. So there's this like this, the grittiness and realism really aids in this. And it turns out Barber's not a bad guy. He kind of, he, without saying a word, uh, he gives him a new jacket. Keeps his mm-hmm. keeps the nicer jacket. Just makes a nice little swap. Mm-hmm. Sends him on his way, and um, mm-hmm. th- then uh, Philip uh, grows a mustache. So, like all good, like dudes. all good dudes. Uh, so the movie kind of makes a a time jump to some to mm-hmm. other point, and now there's this this guy standing in like a I don't know the middle of somewhere in the in the, the city, I guess of Marseille, and he's just standing there waiting. And then a man comes with a bowler, grabs him, says he's under arrest, and mm-hmm. takes him off into a car. And we see um, Philippe with a mustache. And, and uh, it's like it turns out what, what's happening now is, well, this is a little bit of uh, revenge, a little bit of uh, uh, balancing the ledger, setting the record straight, and sending a message uh, that traitors <laughs> will not be uh, let off lightly. So... You have to like you fill in the gaps, and you're like, okay. So this guy that they just grabbed, this this younger dude, he is why uh, Gerbert almost like you know went away to this internment camp and almost was you know tortured by the Gestapo, compromising the resistance. And now they gotta take care of it. So all these little there's a new guy involved um, working with. Is it uh, Felix? At this point, one of the yeah, they it's subtitled weird. It's like Flix, Flix, but they say it like Felix. But so, yeah. so there's Felix, and then there's this other guy, uh, and they've rented a a, a house or a room for, for mm-hmm. a period of time to take this guy so they could dispose of him 
and, and very discreetly I shoot him. Uh, but they can't use the gun because it'll make too much sound because the family just moved in the night before. And what else? Oh, there, there's like maybe a knife they could use in the kitchen, but well, uh, it's not sharp enough. And they're like, well, I guess we're just going to have to strangle him to death. And like the whole time, this guy's just there. And his mm-hmm. and his death is being discussed, and there's this like way of like how to do this with with dignity, and it's like well, we'll have to strangle him with our own hands, and they're like well, it's murder. It's like well, whatever. I mean, it's he's going to die, so it's going to be what it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So <laughs> you guess get this scene where yeah, the, the this guy and this guy's just going along with it, and then they uh, of course like muzzle him, uh, so we can't scream <laughs> at this point. But mm-hmm. times they put him to a chair and then. Uh, the other guy uses like kind of like a tourniquet and just twists. Uh and yeah, they they killed uh, the Gacy approach. The, yeah, the Gacy, and yeah. so he's dead. And you go, God damn this movie, mm-hmm. God damn. Um, and so yeah, then we yes. we get kind of re- introduced to like the rest of the there's there's Felix Le Basson, and then there's Le Masque. It's mm-hmm. like the X Men. Uh. Not unlike. Not unlike. And uh, yeah, we even have like a yeah. Professor Xavier in uh, Luke Jardy. Yeah, he's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. He writes tomes about, you know, like. Mathematics and philosophy. Mathematics and logic yeah. and things of the sort. Yeah. So yeah. So he's got that going for him, yeah. which is pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get an This is This is the, the cell um, that's mm-hmm. operating. Um, and we get uh, Felix, who wanders into this bar just filled with German soldiers. I had flashes to Inglorious Bastards. And he and he sees this guy who is uh oh sorry. He says he goes for a drink, he sits down, and he feels his hand on his back and he's like, oh God, is this it? Is my time up? And he turns around and says, Hey, it's my old pal Jean-Francois. Hey. Uh and they they, they what else does he say? They get they get chatting. Yeah, and um, he's like, "Hey, you're a pilot, right? You got you got mm-hmm. you got the skills to pay the bills. You wanna you wanna you wanna help out a little bit? Well, you know, on the mm-hmm. low key. Uh, oh yeah, there's a bit where he's like, of course, he's like, hey, let's uh, let's talk outside. And he's like, hey, honey, I'll see you again in five minutes. And he's like, out there, he's like, hey, I thought you were gonna go back in there and see that girl's like, she's gonna be waiting a lifetime. And then they fist bump. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> It's pretty mind blowing to be honest yeah, with you. you. You were shook. Well, I was like, I'm pretty blown away, mm-hmm. just in general. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so then, through Jardy, who we have a whole sequence where he is involved with the transportation of radios. I mean, I guess across like provincial lines. Is that what the basis of the movie radio was? For, uh, was Cuba oh, Gooding? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be, though, but right? Again, we get these like really super simple setups that are really well done, and I don't know why I find them so tense. Because I'm like, I've seen this movie before, and I know this guy's going to be all right, but man, sucks you right in. So he's got to get this course. Like, So he gets off the train, and he sees... like. Um, that oh, there's Germans all over, and they're searching everybody's bag as they walk through, and he's like, "Fuck, I'm hosed here." But 
through some cunning and luck, he just like walks by this lady and he's like, I'm going to pick up this kid and I'm going to walk with you. And yeah, and he, I think he even says to the lady, he's like, need a hand? And he just picks up. The I don't kid. even think he says need a hand. I think he just does it because he's a good guy. It's what, it's what people did back in 1942. Men just picked up yeah. women's children or yeah, other people's children without saying a word. And they go, oh, he's so nice. Look, and he's so handsome. Of course, and he saw smiles. And, you know, they just walk right through that line. Nobody stops him. He drops that kid and it's like, toodaloo. And he's off. But he's walking down kind of like the, I don't know, kind of down underneath. And he go, he's almost home free. He turns the corner and there's some French police right there. And he's like, oh, fuck. And they say, it's such a big. And they only look through one, and he shows them, it's just a radio. Hmm. And uh, they let him go. And it's a, it's a close one. Uh, and then you get introduced, I guess, because his drop-off is to Madeline, uh, one of the other principal members of the cell, who I guess is described as uh, kind of like a just this housewife who has become very involved and is very good and very effective at her job and is willing to go the distance, hmm. is invaluable to the cause. Um and they just need, yeah, being able to transmit information. Uh, they need uh, to follow what the... I'm not sure if it's for the Germans or to get communications from elsewhere about what's going on, but they need it, and he got it. Uh, then uh, Jean-Francois pays a visit to a family member. Uh, I believe it's his brother, who seems to be this eccentric, very well-off, uh, has like his own little private... Uh, like greenhouse, like a little wood box to like, stay warm in his uh, mm-hmm. chamber. It looks very scarfed up, and they exchange pleasantries. They have a chat, and you go, "Huh, what's that scene all about?" Well, uh, one of the next uh, phases as we go back to uh, Philip uh, and the rest is that they've got some uh, Allied soldiers that have been are stuck in Europe, and they want to get them out, and so they. This is this elaborate process of getting a submarine to pick them up, but as well as Gerbier and someone described as the, the big chief. Remember the big chief? What did you picture when? Uh, uh, well, I, I don't know. You don't know who it's going to be. It's like it's the boss, big boss, but the big chief. Big I chief. pictured a, uh, yeah. a dude eating a big Turk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we get this like uh, kind of uh, extended bit of getting them onto this submarine. And it turns out the big chief is the 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 eccentric brother of Jean Francois, who doesn't even recognize him because they're uh, out on a boat in the in the dark. Um, mm-hmm. Because it's so important, you don't even tell your own family about what you're doing because it it, it puts them into a compromising situation. Um, that is how serious and grave the matter is. Uh, this this resistance against the occupation. Uh, so we spend a little bit of time in London. Jabir is there to help kind of find some support for the resistance, which of course isn't being taken seriously by the British. Um, we get this scene where he goes into a, uh, it's like, it's the blitz. So obviously uh, there's blackouts and stuff like that. And people are still kind of carrying on, but like behind curtains, uh, he walks into a bar that's happening. And it's all these soldiers, these happy go lucky Brits having a good old time. Mm-hmm. And there's this scene where he looks on at them. Uh, you know, he's a man in a kilt <laughs> and mm. goes sacre bleu. But, um, I don't know. Like, what did you think of that scene? Like, what was your read on that? With the English? Yeah. Like, is, is he looking like, 
like you you bastards you don't know how good you have it or is he looking back and being like man i remember the good old days before i have to like start I think stabbing little, people in the throat <laughs> i think it's a little bit of both you yeah. know yeah where he's just like he's like you don't realize that to quote and i think at the, i think he even says to quote the matrix ignorance is bliss that's cypher from the matrix i think he says right um but but yeah i think it's a little bit of both where he's just like he's like these guys don't even know what will eventually catch up to them kind right of thing, yeah is Ooh. what he is thinking possibly i believe so uh, and so yeah and then we have um luke uh who gets decorated by one charles de gaulle the giant man who comes over and gives a pint a little medal on him yeah yeah but I like the giant. Not man. all things are smiles and sunshine here in uh, Britain. Uh, word gets out or back to them that Felix, good pal Felix, the man in the bowler, he he's, he gets picked up by the Gestapo, and uh, he did. You know, he does. He's been na- yeah. he's been nabbed and he's going to be questioned yeah. horribly. And of course, this spurns uh, Philip, who's like, I got to go back. Can't be fucking around with this. And there's this like scene where he's like packing all this luggage. And it's like drawn out, and then at some point he just goes, "What the fuck am I doing?" He just like leaves it all because he's like, "What am I going to do with this?" There ain't time. Mm-hmm. There ain't time for that. So what's he going to do? My by God, he's going to fucking parachute in. They, they're going to. He's going to get into a plane on a, like a British, uh, a British mm-hmm. plane flying over Europe. He's like, "Or to the French countryside." I'm going to fucking just jump. I, and again, this like sequence though is like, I don't know. There's a bit where he's because it's all this whole buildup of like, have you ever done this before? No, it's like, okay, well, make sure you like bend your knees when you land and uh, get ready to roll. Don't like mm-hmm. try to stop yourself. It's a, don't land flat, don't land that. You'll break your legs, and uh, you, and you're doing it in the dark and you don't know where you're going to land. Mm-hmm. And this is like a kind of a terrifying situation. And there's this bit where he's like sitting at this hole and his feet are just mm-hmm. dangling above complete darkness. And you're just and like he's given the go go go, and he goes <laughs> all right. <laughs> and he just and out he goes. He, he only he only pauses once. No. too. It's like go, and he just pauses, and it's like okay, you're good to go. And he goes, <laughs> and he yeah, he kind of just hops over. It's like because what do they just say? Because uh, at the beginning when he's getting his like um, his known to the German uh, bio is like oh he's a he was like a civil engineer, mm-hmm. and now here he is jumping out of planes. Like this mm-hmm. middle-aged man, so he arrives back yep. in France. Uh, he's able to hold up at this sympathizer's house who owns horses, um, and then he start. They start coalescing a plan of action of like what to do with Felix and help Felix, because mm-hmm. there's like there's multiple factors. There's sort of a camaraderie, a friendship, but there's also a necessity because uh, they're like, well, he's either just going to be tor- he's being tortured to death. And it's always a risk that he can give up information if he hasn't already, but they kind of know he hasn't because yeah. they know, well, he won't. Cause if he had, we'd already be dead. They'd be, they would have been here already and mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. So we basically have to like either get him out of this hospital that the Germans have commandeered um, in Paris. Uh, we we got to get him out. And so there's kind of planning uh, figuring out what to do. It's a really nice little um, montage with uh, the Matilde character, like kind of with these disguises. Uh, mm-hmm. And the difficulty that they're having is like, so they have this idea and the plan. And there's also like this 
uh, business going on with like planes kind of being run in, in and out of uh, this property for like, you know, various supplies or for people. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so they can't get word. But uh, so Jean-Francois, he uh, decides he can't do this. <laughs> this is too much. This is like, mm-hmm. this, but he can be, he can still be uh, helpful in, in the most extreme way possible. So he basically resigns from the resistance, but uh, not before also writing a a letter uh, that names himself as a collateral or a resistance person, uh, resulting in his own arrest that would lead him to becoming cellmates with the being beaten horribly and tortured Felix. So he can tell him, "Hey, we're going to like get busted out here, buddy. <laughs> like, there's a plan coming." Um. Like kind of like okay, that's. I mean, maybe you should have consulted with people before doing this. Mm. So uh, then we get the maybe. then we get what I mean. I call it the jailbreak, but basically the attempt mm. to um, the attempt anyway. And this scene again is just like, oh, I don't know. There's all these moments where you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? The, there's something bad's going to happen. Is this the uh, the shooting gallery one? Uh, no, 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 not yet. This is just like the okay. where they're in the ambulance, or like three of them, like the so like uh, Le Bison and Mathilde, they're all like pretending to be like um, from the, from a hospital being asked to transfer mm-hmm. uh, Felix. And like, there's all these things uh, you're like, yeah. oh, they're getting asked for their papers here. Then they have to go through this inner corridor where they get also asked, and you're like, oh my god, there's so many ways. And it's just like, it's so drawn out, but you're just like, oh fuck, there's like so many opportunities for things to go wrong. And they get all the way in. And then they like, oh, well, he can't leave until a doctor clears him to leave. So this, I don't know, French doctor comes, gives him, gives Felix uh, an examination. And you get to see like the makeup of these, of uh, his and Jean, uh, 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 Jean-Francois' faces. It's just like, Jean. oh, this is like beaten, like meat. Uh, it's like pretty good. Because uh, I thought that like the makeup from the strangled man lacked like it didn't look like a man had been strangled at all it's just like he was pretending to sleep um but this was like oh good lord these people have been mm-hmm. beaten uh to death in one case so anyway the doctor's like ah yeah this guy's a goner there's nothing that can be done here and they're like well he's gonna die in this cell and you're like oh <laughs> and then there's this scene of just the doctor coming out and walking across the the field to inform them of this it's just like Oh, <laughs> it's just like drawing it out, and it's like, oh, now they have to leave, and it's for nothing. Uh, and then we get this real dark bit where, um, uh, Ramonsaw he checks his little uh belt strap to see where his like cyanide pill's been hidden. He's he's only got one, and he offers it up to Felix, saying, Oh, I've got a few, so he would take it. Who would you offer your cyanide pill to? Uh, I'd say, RJ, you know what? I think we've had it. I think the podcast is done. Let's just make sure yeah. we can never start it again. I mean, there's no problem for that. I've already knocked my mic over once tonight. I can oh. knock it over again easily. 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 So uh, and then it'll be dead forever. That's true. But uh, so while in this facility, uh, Mathilde does see there's like a big like wanted board of like, you know, people who were like wanted as, you know, terrorists. Mm-hmm. And she sees Philip and she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> um, and so she, not so she goes to tell 
Philippe at this uh, nice little French cafe that, uh, mm-hmm. hey, should uh, keep a low profile. They're looking for you. They know what you look like. Um, and it's only a matter of time. And well, what do you know? As soon as she leaves, uh, there's a raid at this cafe randomly. And they pick him up. And they take him off to execution land. And I, I, it's one of those things. Like, So this movie, again, I haven't talked a lot about the cinematography of this. So this movie's very blue and gray like various mm-hmm. levels of that and brown and it looks amazing the way that they kind of have these shots of these corridors and these rooms the sterilized feeling to it and this coldness that permeates the whole story it's like mm-hmm. it's just grim and uh we had the whole scene where it's like oh well yeah he's being tr- taken somewhere and with uh, some other men and uh there's a scene where some some sharing of cigarettes are had in the cell uh Oh, what'd you think about? Well, that? I, I, I thought about you, RJ. I know, I know you feel about you have very strong feelings about smoking. Um, I mean, it's I think it's a very cool thing that has been unfortunately uh, slandered by a lot of um, uninformed people. Well, and between this and the Discord, you would think that uh, we're in the pocket of big tobacco or something, but we're not. You just. Uh, you just love this stock. Just love it. Not yet, <clears throat> but maybe oh. one day. So we get this sequence of just like what? What's where are they being taken? What's the next step in this like un- unescapable prison of life that is uh, the, the the German occupation of France? So uh, they get brought him and uh, five other guys. Uh, they get taken to uh, this long like basement corridor, and the, on, mm-hmm. on the one end behind them are. German soldiers with like machine guns, and they're told, "Well, you get a chance to, for our entertainment. Uh, you can you run down the corridor. We'll give you a, a head start, and uh, uh, whoever reaches the end wall and doesn't get shot, they can get uh, put into the next group." Um, <laughs> and you yeah. and you go. That's a good deal. Oh, cool. Oh, it's not. Oh no. So we oh. we, we have this. This inner monologue of Gerbier, who's just like, uh, I, talking about, he's like an animal, does not want to know when he's about to die, even in the face of it, until he's dead, he will not, he will not recognize it, and he's struggling with that, because you're just like, well, when does your story end, like, when, when, when is too much enough, and you just cave, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not like that at all, but when it's laid out to him what the scenario is, he's just like, I'm not fucking running, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna fucking stand here, and it's like, what are you gonna do, mm-hmm. shoot me? Because that's what you want me to do. You want like the, the final humiliation, uh, the dem- the demonstration of your domination to break at me. And that's one final thing. And then he starts getting uh, shot at at his by his foot by the I don't know the corporal in charge of this operation. This this uh, military operation again. Got those SS uh, uh, star, whatever uh, buttons on. And something about him says like fuck. I guess I have no choice. I have to run. And he starts running, and there's just bullets like chased like at his at his heels, and he's running. But then there's like uh, sort of these explosions happening. You're like, what? What is her minds? <laughs> like, what's happening? And then there's this explosion of black smoke, and uh, he sees a rope get dropped down, rappelled down from an opening. And you know what? In that situation, you just grab that rope, and you go, I don't know. What's going to happen? I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a rescue mission. It's the and you're like holy shit, and you're like in all this darkness. Uh, there's, and it's like I, I have flashbacks to Brazil 
a little bit um, where it's like, oh, you know, Robert De Niro's uh, Harry Tuttle character shows up. It's a big rescue mission. And you're like, oh, is this all a dream in the, the adult mind of, uh, of a man who's just been tortured into coma? But no, he is, uh, he is rescued successfully, a, a, a success. Um, and you're like, man, that took some uh, real calculation. Everything's going to work out great, right? going to have a real happy ending. He's really going to see the end of this war and the liberation of mm-hmm. France. And it's, it's all going to be fantastic. Well, no. So you get it basically in the world where you're viewed as a terrorist. Um, you uh, wind up in a, an abandoned farmhouse in the middle of nowhere with no power, with lots of like canned foods and like a little uh, boiler plate uh, to heat your beans. And you wait and you wait till this, the, 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 the coast is clear, and you're just bored. You can barely read because you don't have your glasses. And uh, glasses? No, he doesn't have his glasses. Oh shit! Okay. Um, and then Luke, Luke shows up. He appears, and he's like, "Hey, I'm here to tell you, Matilda's been arrested." And uh, it's a little worse of a scenario than uh, before, because it seems to be our job in the Resistance to just constantly be uh, captured. Because that's what happens. But it's like, um, she actually does know everybody and can remember everyone's name. And she would never talk, but uh, she was, she had, her, she foolishly in her wallet kept a photo of her daughter, and like, I like oh, identification about that. And uh, now you know the Germans are saying, yeah, we'll, uh, well, we have ways of making you talk. We'll uh, send her off to a Polish whorehouse, and she can service men uh, on the Eastern Front. How's that sound? And it's like. Oh, Sounds okay. oh, and you're like, will they do it? It's like, well, you have no reason not to believe they won't do it because they do a lot of horrible shit all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's this debate of what to do. And they're like, well, there's really one really good way to guarantee because she's going to give up the whole operation. Everybody will be named and like, you know, hundreds of people are going to be killed because of this. So is, is is this a uh, Star Trek situation, RJ? Where, where the where the good of the many outweigh the good of the few? You tell me. What would you do, <laughs> what would I do? if you had to kill one or a hundred? Well, RJ, I think you answered your own question. So, oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, we have, so Le Bison comes. He doesn't know that Luke is there, and he's like, oh. What what? How's it going, boss? Uh, I heard some things, and then he's like, "Of course, he is of the position." He's like, "Well, he can't ever do anything like that." It's like that's monst- mm-hmm. that's monstrous. But the cold logic of it's all is, is explained, and being like, you know, I think she wants she wants us to kill her because she knows that she can't do it, and she can't kill herself. And uh, this is this is what's best for business <laughs> is to uh, make sure that. Uh, she dies to protect the operation, and uh, we're going to have to be the ones to do that. Am I right, boys? And uh, sure enough, they agree. Uh, and the four of them drive up to find her walking down the street. She's on release, as she mm-hmm. she's probably buying time uh, with the Gestapo to be like, well, we'll let you go, but uh, you got to start giving us some information about where everyone is. And they pull up on her. They make eye contact. They look at each other, and they shoot her dead. And they drive, and we get a nice little uh, code into the film 
where uh, you find out the fates of these men that are, you know, based on real people who fought in the resistance, uh, just with different names and being like, yeah, they'll they'll all be dead in the next year, executed. Uh, I believe uh, the Bazan is uh, de- is decapitated. He's executed, um, and uh, they've they've all got it coming. And uh, you go, oh, uh, how grim! How wonderfully grim! Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that is Army of Shadows. More like Army of other stuff, other things. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, uh, this movie hits me just right. Um, yeah, it's okay. it's uh, serious, uh, great to look at, uh, effortlessly evokes tension, and uh, there's this like kind of ongoing intelligence i guess i feel to the way it's presented um the dialogue's minimal uh and it's just like yeah these are people driven on a mission it's like kind of like all the dressings of like a of a melville where it's like oh it's like operations it's uh people going about their business you know it's like a bob le flambe it's a le circle rouge a what bob le flambe remember bob okay. remember bob i do remember bob le flambe yeah it goes all the way yeah, back to I that just... mm-hmm but yeah, it's just such a, I don't know, it sticks, it's, it sticks to its guns and uh, tells this story. And it's like kind of a, almost vignettes of this. And uh, I don't know, there's the, there's, for me, there's not much more you really want from this. And it, it's, just, it's like a political thriller. It's also a war movie. Um, and yeah, it, it's, it seems to be pretty unapologetic about uh, the resistance being like, yeah, this was like a necessary thing. And it sucked. It's a it's a soul crushing thing, um, and uh, sometimes it's like there's this absurdities of like what did they what were they accomplishing on a regular basis? Because like you could watch like a like you'd watch like a video game depiction of like what the French resistance was like. We're gonna blow we're gonna blow up the mine company and send them back their ability to get ore to build more tanks. And it's like it's like these direct sure. little things. It's not like these subtle underminings of things or like targeting key things but a lot of times it's like it's almost like this chasing the tail of like oh a lot of the time we're putting out fires of like oh this guy betrayed us so we have to kill him and now we have to like make sure we have to either kill another member uh for, to protect the organization or with like maybe kill someone to put them out of their misery or it's just like all these minute little things it's just like this is a, it's uh yeah Depressing. Minute. Do, do you know Minute Bull? Minute Bull. Yeah. Do you know him? I don't. He was an NBA player. Okay. It's kind of like Minute. You know, like how you said, but like Minute Bull. Hmm. So I think that's he. I think he could have been French. Could have been. So I think it's related in some way. In some ways, you know. Yeah. But there is some Minute Bulls in this. Minute Bulls. What about Minutia? Uh, I'm not a big fan of minutia, to be very honest with you. Okay. I find it tedious and trite. Well, RJ. Yeah. The, the, the question is, what did you uh-huh. think of Army of Shadows? Uh, I I uh, I watched this movie. Yep. And um, I definitely watched it. Mm-hmm. And I saw every minute of it. Good. Uh, 
Army of Shadows. Okay. This movie's really long. And it was kind of a bummer for me. It took me two days, which is nothing new. Sometimes an 80-minute movie will take me three days. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this movie's all right. Uh, I like a lot of parts of it. Um, some of it I found was a little bit drawl, <laughs> is what I will mm-hmm. describe it as. But uh, I do I do like parts of it. And I think I, I do see why the incel group would be all over this. Not just the incel group, but, you know, like the Roger Eberts of the world. Mm-hmm. I can see why those uh, cocks are super into this movie. Not you, of course, but uh, the Eberts of the world. Do you know what I mean? How can you be an incel and a cock? <laughs> Actually, I think that I think those two things go hand in hand if you think about it. Think about it. Uh, anyways, no, I, I do I do think this movie is pretty good. I um, It's just there's some stuff that doesn't work for me, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Not everything's got to work for so, everybody. So you said drawl. Um, so in the sense yeah. that it was, uh, to quote, curious or unusual in a way that provokes dry amusement. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. No, I didn't think I, so. I thought drawl meant like it was... Dull. Tepid. 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 Tepid is a word I know what means, so there's no argument on that one. Lo- lo- I didn't know that's lo- what lo- drawl meant. Yeah. A drawl sense of humor. Uh dry. Uh or supposed to uh or tepid. Lukewarm. Uh showing yeah. little enthusiasm. Yeah, I think tepid fits for mm-hmm. some of this movie. Mm-hmm. Not all of it, obviously. There's some there's some kinetic stuff in this film. But uh, a lot of this movie is tepid, I would say. Or not a lot, but parts. Yeah, Draw's not in there. Um, But hey, don't blame me. Blame the education system. You know what I mean? He he knows what I mean. So anyways, there's there's some stuff that I like. Uh, There's some scenes in this movie that are, I think, real good. Real knockouts. Like, I think the barber scene is really good. Like, the build-up to it also, like running down the street with the snow falling. This movie does look pretty nice. Um, lots of really nice shots. Lots of good framing, Jerry. We haven't talked about framing in a long time. Framing? You know about framing? Like framing the house? Yeah, kind of. Got good framing. I like how things are set up. Like, uh, I like how, I like how they just have, like, even just stationary shots where people aren't moving. I like that. It's <laughs> nice. Uh, it looks pretty. You're talking, you're, what I mean? You're talking about blocking. Yeah, blocking. I'm gonna call it framing. Okay. Cause I not, I didn't go to no. I didn't go to no uh, movie school. I don't know what these woods is. I thought drawl meant boring. Um, but apparently it's the opposite, which is weird. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I think the barbershop scene is really good. Like I, I like. Uh, I like him just running around in the snow. It looks pretty. It looks pretty. Uh. The um the cigarette ambush scene is uh that's a that's a really good one too because it is like it's just it's like bah! comes at you real fast and so like you said it's not violent or it's not like uh it's not over the top and it's violence or anything like that but it's just it's very matter of fact it's just ugh, dead and then they keep going um I do like uh some of the scenes you mentioned too like talking about how you're gonna kill a dude. 
and then he's just right beside you. He's right there. You're like, we're it's like we gotta kill this guy. Fuck. And there's like, oh yeah. Uh well we'll figure it out. It's like we'll kill him eventually. And he's like, he's just there, which is cool. Um Prison Escape is another very cool scene. Uh it's got it's got cool like um some of the scenes that are just kind of in between things, I also thought were pretty well done. Uh, I do like some of the conversations. The ending com- combo about Matilde <laughs> and how to deal with her, I think, is uh, pretty well done. That's, that's a problem that's solved. If you think about it, it's what she would have wanted. Mm-hmm. How would you? What would you want to happen? Well, I'd want you to she, kill me. She's, well, she's not. She's go. not around to ask. There you go. And that's just kind of the bottom line, man. Uh, yeah, so, like, I think a lot of those scenes are uh, very good. I, I, li- I like a lot of those. Um, just some of the in-between stuff I was not completely there for. Oh, uh, I, I really like the smoking in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a large emphasis on cigarettes. Large emphasis. Like, I'd say there's probably four separate scenes dedicated to smoking which i thought was kind of cool um either asking about smokes lighting smokes for other dudes which is constant or even just big big smoke smoke sessions with uh with the boys uh and i was like yeah said a time when boys could be boys am i right Jarrett? <laughs> yeah i can't believe it stopped well i mean big health got to those guys <laughs> It's not good for you. And then it's like, oh, I have a hole in my throat. And he oh, said, shut up, nerd. Cancer. And you, you kicked him to the ground and you went, pop. Nerds. Uh, so anyways, what was I saying? What was I saying, Jared? Uh, yeah, I like I like a good bit of these, uh, of the scenes in this movie, but I do think it's like, I don't know, for me, I would say there was, even with all the scenes I like, there was probably 25 25 minutes of this movie where I was kind of like. I don't know if you're still there. Of, yeah, I was just kind of looking off. You know oh. what I mean? Okay. So I, it did it did lose my attention mm-hmm. at uh, at times. Not, I don't know, maybe not the movie's fault, but um, there's some scenes that are really good, and there's some stuff that looks really nice. And then there is some stuff that I just wasn't that into. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's about it yeah. for me. They're French. They are. Which I think uh, begs to be mentioned. You know about the French? A little bit. I hear they're goofy okay. sometimes. They are. They are. I forgot that take. Uh, they're, they're, they're not really that goofy in this movie, though. That's actually true. Like <laughs> They're pretty not... ungoofy. I shouldn't just use it just because they're French. I should only use it in the instance that they're goofy mm-hmm. and French, you know, mm-hmm. goofy French bases. Yeah, you might have to amend that one in its use. I don't think I didn't. I didn't use it in this one, yeah. so it worked clear. Okay, good. We're clear. Excellent. Yeah, which is cool. We got that going for us. I uh, want to hear from some people who hate this movie. What if I said no? Okay. How about people who love this movie? 
No, let's do the hate, oh, I guess. Because right. you, okay. you, you sound like you love this movie. Yeah. so Or not love, but no. you know what I mean. Uh, you like it enough. I like it. Yep. Oh, That's fine. Uh, let's see here. Uh, people just think it's boring. How about... Mm-hmm. How about... Bernardo Faria. Well, this was disappointing. <laughs> this entire... People always say stuff like that. The eh? entire flow of the movie is really sparse. I did not feel that the sequences were connected. It felt like they randomly appear without context. It jumps around one scene after the other. With two and a half hours, it is not worthy. Example, why giving so much detail on the first scene if it is never mentioned again? It's just like storytelling, dude. Um, this person five starred cars. Okay. Uh, Bernardo is from Portugal and um, twenty four year old, and my life is going by so fast, <laughs> just like the fast pace menage scene in cl- in a Clockwork Orange. Man, I hope not. I hope you don't compare your life to a Clockwork Orange. That's that's a bad deal. <laughs> You want to be one of those dudes? Come on. Sad. Mm. How about Grease Bitch? One and a half stars. <laughs> sorry, like sorry to bring the ratings down, but quite boring, but also very beautiful with some really sweet scenes. I kind of like Grease Bitch. I mean, they gave that You People movie a half a star, um, which, uh, yeah, I agree. That movie's not great. Big Daddy, they gave three stars. I think that movie's more worth more than three stars, but uh, can't all be winners. Five-star films. I don't know. There's some stuff in here. And then half-star films. I don't Oh, okay, I take it all back. They half-starred Brazil. They half-starred Roar. Jarrett. Oh man. Roar. Roar's a great show. Grease bitch. You did me wrong. Did me dirty, girl. Mm-hmm. Damn. Uh let's see here. I don't know. Most of it's just like on the bottom end, it's just like it's boring. What about Big Rodent? Uh, I don't even see Big Rodent. Abrida Lenta Estacia Kutra. Covinsta. I just like that their name is Big Rodent. Oh, on, on the second page, uh, Rupee says Nazi torture is better than this movie. I disagree. Because I feel like if you had been tortured by a Nazi, you'd probably be dead. Yeah. Uh, they love they, These guys love Blade Runner 2049. Okay, there you go. And they gave two stars to Annihilation, and they said Walmart Stalker. Which is kind of an interesting take. Half-starred the Seventh Seal, which I know you're not a big Seventh Seal man, but I don't think you're a half-star Seventh Seal man either. The the what? Seventh Seal. Seventh Seal. I'm not a Seventh Seal man? Well, I mean, not a huge seventh, Seventh Seal man. Like, you're not creaming over it, right? What? what the seventh uh, seal? Well, I gave it four and a half stars, so I don't know. That's pretty good, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
I know. I thought you weren't a big seventh seal man. I like the first. My, uh, mis- my mistake. I like the first seal. My mistake. I like seal four. Mm-hmm. Mostly. No, but. It's, it's anyway. Seal X. Ooh. 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 Damn. Moira McTaggart X. Moira. Yep. Yeah, uh, any final thoughts on Army of Shadows? No, I think it's. I. I can see why a lot of people are like really into it, especially the Ebert guys. The Ebert guys. Yeah, you're kind of an Ebert guy. I guess so. Not in a bad way. You just kind of are. Right? Just I'm a, a cuck and an insult. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mean you. Were. In, in, I just but I mean it in a good way. <laughs> Ebert, I think. Oh, ah, I see. He's definitely into weird stuff, right? Yeah, but again. I guess this is the RJ definitions of words that have no bearing in No, I know what in, words in the mean. World. No, drawl. You can be an incel and a cock. That's 100% accurate. And draw. There's, and, that's absolutely true. And draw. Yeah, drawl I messed up, yeah. but I, I can own up to mistakes. <laughs> okay. I can own up to mistakes, but you, for sure you could be a cock and an incel at the same time. That's definitely possible. <laughs> Potentially, I suppose. Um, yeah. But, Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. You know, huge of huge of true. I mean, we can't afford for it not to be true. Yeah. Well, if only there were other words to use to describe things. Only. Uh, cock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, yeah, I think this movie is awesome, and people should check it out. Sure. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> uh, it's like, hey, this is this is a good one. Uh, because what's coming up next on the podcast? Uh... Oh, we're taking a break three months. Oh, right. A break trimester. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about break trimesters, Jarrett? Nope. You don't? No. Well, that's too bad. Well. That's too bad. Our our, our, uh, sweet movie to look forward to. That'll be fun. What movie? After the break, I I can't ask RJ right now because um, he's being held by Nazis. But I'm gonna do him a favor. I'm gonna I'm gonna put him out of his misery because I think that's what he would have wanted. I welcome it. Which one would you choose? Um, pizza. The peach pizza resistance. Uh, is that for pizza or against pizza? I'd rather not say. I'd rather not say at this time. Um, 
Because I feel like my words get used against me sometimes. Some, so sometimes. I, I'd like to keep it as vague as possible. I, let's just say I'm for the pizza resistance. Okay. Okay. All right. And that's all I want to do. Hmm. That's as far as I want to take it. Well, you can not email us at criteriancreeps at gmail.com. At, le- at, least for, at least for a couple more weeks. Uh, but you can hop on Discord where we exist. And you can listen mm-hmm. uh, to us sometimes on podcast form and see us type words and share gifs and pictures and such it'll be great because we're on facebook too um pictures people are sharing pictures sure thoughts uh we're on instagram we're on letterboxd uh i'm jared duncan he's barnloaf we're on soundcloud stitcher itunes google play Uh, and i could upload things to youtube but people there are just the worst the worst human beings um, yeah, those guys suck. No. But hey, hey, hey. Next mm. week, Kinji yeah. Mizuguchi's Sancho the Bailiff from 1954. You getting ready to celebrate? All right. Whatever. Is this movie on the fucking channel at least? I have no idea. Maybe at one point it was. How do you spell it? Sancho. S-A-N-S-H-O. S-A-N-S-H-O. Oh, Jared, I got bad news for you. Oh, it's on there. Have you checked out the runtime of this film? It's on there. Two on hours. There. Two hours and four minutes. <sighs> Although there's a commentary to it, which is two seconds shorter than the movie itself, which I feel like. Uh... What's that about? I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah, I mean. This, this, no one said uh, podcasting would make you rich. They didn't? No. Fuckers? Yeah, I read the, the small print sometimes. Well, at least we have each other, right? Yeah. Until we don't. Until we don't. What does that mean? Well, me and the other members of the Resistance have been talking, Roger. Yeah. We'll see. So is this a coup? <laughs> it's a coup? A coup d'etat? Coup? You can't take you can't coup me. Okay. You know why? What? I started this thing. This is my operation. And I'll end it. You can't you can't coup me. You can't triple stamp a double uh, you can't triple stamp a double stamp. Good night. You can't triple stamp a double stamp.